As many, uh, what are they called? Taca, taco quieras or whatever? Tacarillas? Tacarillas. Because Rasputin is one of the ballers of history. I think he generally was an evil man. He just. He might have been. We're doing it. We're kicking it. We're rocking it. Which we're, one of these beers do you want, dude? Well, explain them to me. Um, Ninkasi. Ninkasi's okay. It's they have from, this thing called Tricera Hops, which is like a triple IPA that's really good. This guy over here, he's a Ninkasi connoisseur. I've just had Ninkasi before. I'm not a connoisseur. They are from Oregon. By any chance. We've got, I just grabbed two random ones because other ones around it were like eight bucks. These were 450. So I'm like, cool. One's a winter ale. That's probably why it's 450. It's probably past the season. It's a seasonal release. And the other one. What are you talking about? Shut up. It was 85 <laughs> degrees today. Um, and so that's then California for you, baby. This one's called Dawn of the Red. And it's a dude with the, giving, the, giving you the, the rock and roll hand signal. Mm-hmm. And it's a red IPA. They're both seven alcohol by volume, 7%. What is, half. What are the IBUs? Now you can ounces. see the oh. IBUs. Yeah, where are these now? On the side of the label. I actually forgot that existed. The International Bitterness Unit or something. This one is seven point two, but its bitterness is sixty. This one is seven point oh, but its bitterness is sixty six. That's the red one in your left hand. The more bitter one is the red one, or is the yeah, is the red one. The winter ale is stronger but less bitter. Let's do the old-fashioned coin toss. Uh, here. Do you have a coin? No, we'll do that. That'll work. All right. All right. Heads or tails? And, and and his heads. What is what? And his heads, the bottom but sides, tails. What represents what? You call it in the air. No, which beer to, is which? Oh, I don't want to oh, pick. You don't want to pick I, anyone. I want fate to decide for me. All right. Heads is Dawn of the Red. All right. Heads. Oh, I flipped it. I can't see it. What's <laughs> right here? Fucking landed right behind my computer. I can't see it. Just take the red one. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm like, it's right there, you idiot. I'm like, oh, yeah, my x-ray vision is malfunctioning today. I'm not able to see right through the screen of my laptop. It flipped twice. I didn't even see that. It made two full rotations. Just... Normally when people flip coins up in the air, they flip them up in the air. And Tyler just kind of threw it straight forward. It's a bottle cap. Well, flick it with your thumb, bozo. I'm Let's sorry. try this again. All right. Heads. There we go. Oh, was I supposed oh to? Oh, my God. <laughs> Tyler's apparently never done this before. I was happy that I actually got the flip off. Oh. I forgot to catch it. How embarrassing are you? Just drink the one. Anyway, let's cheers to that shit. There you go. Oh, my God. You're a fucking <laughs> failure. You're embarrassing. That's what happens when you got bony hands. You can't rest oh, things on give, them. Give me a fucking break, man. Look at my hands already look like an old woman's. 
Dawn one. of the Red. Let's talk about it. It's a red IPA. I think, I think we talked quite enough about the beers already. I'm going to read the uh, side notes here, all right? Bursting with tropical notes, this red IPA captures the bright complexity of El Dorado and Mosaic hops. So it's. I've come to find out that hops have hilariously, like, bizarre and esoteric names, I feel like. Like, there's the kind of hops called El Dorado. Shorter than being from a place called El Dorado, I can't imagine why they'd be called El Dorado. Unless they look like gold. But that's the thing. Why not just call them gold hops? There's probably already a gold hops. Maybe, but it's not in this beer. So El Dorado and Mosaic hops, an assertive hop presence is carried. Assertive. Yeah. It's a, no, it's, it makes know, its presence known. I'm not sure if that's referring to its bitterness or its alcohol content, but one way or another, it's assertive. Hot presence carried by a subtle caramel backbone, which I do taste, unearthing a beer that is flavorful and juicy. Now I'm going to, well, after reading that all, hang on. All right, well, I, I'm going to read some from the other side. Uh, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. So that's always friendly and nice to know. How? This shit is poison, dude. What? You realize that's what alcohol is. Yeah, I don't care, though. It's kind of funny. Yeah, so? I think we've talked about this before, that it, we're like, in order to handle potatoes, social... In, no, no, even, <laughs> even before that. Like, this is back in the early days of this podcast when we said, like, it's really funny that people... In order to cope with being nervous and having social anxiety, they're like, let me also impair my like judgment. Let me shit. consume some substance <laughs> that makes me act a goddamn fool. So that everyone gets down to the base level so we can really connect here. <laughs> Slap each other on the back. And but it's like, are you really connecting or are you just kind of so far up no. your own ass that you just think you're connecting? That's what's great about when uh, shows and Use movies. Coaster, please. When shows and movies do that thing where like it shows two people thinking they're in like a really heated debate and then it shows them from like the third person point of view and they're just like bleh, 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 like shouting at each other drunk it reminds me of that episode of family guy where peter and lois are in the talent show and they're they're smoking pot and they think they sound like peter paul and mary and then brian tells them what they really sound like and they sound like just exactly idiots. exactly that's really funny because that is that is that's, yeah. i feel like that is what goes on and everyone thinks that that's things why, are amazing that's because why they're also drunk. If you've ever had the misfortune of going somewhere where people are drinking and having to stay sober or choosing to stay sober, whatever your motivation is, you always realize in that particular moment, you're like, this is zero fun. That's why I like, never understood. Absolutely zero I never fun. understood the, the fun of showing up to a party late unless you were already coming from like a different party. Because or you were pregame in somewhere, or else. you were super drunk and stuff. But like, yeah. yeah, showing up to a party late when you get there and everyone's already drunk, you go, you, you start to have like really existential thoughts of like, man, what is everyone doing here? Like, what am I doing? Here? I'm a loser. I need to leave, <laughs> or uh, I just need to take four shots really quick. Well, how's the seasonal beer? It's fine. It tastes like beer. Well, that's not <laughs> helping anyone make decisions, inform decisions. I'm not. I'm not a good uh, beer. Uh, you know how you get good? You try. I try a lot of beer, and it all no, tastes I like mean, beer. Like, to try me. to try to pretend you're educated and informed for one second. I, no, because I honestly believe that's what everyone else is doing. Tyler I think Depp, they are. Has anybody told you you are incredibly stubborn? I think they are pretending when they say, "Ooh, I can taste the assertiveness." I believe that to to a certain extent. While I do think, I but we've talked about this too when we did the the, the wine labels and no, stuff like that. No, no, right? it was uh, when we were drinking the founders. 
I, I, well, I, I guess I have like two sides of the same coin. Uh, personally, I think that there's a bit of a, an inflation to like describing things like this and like sommelier ship or whatever it is when you're a beer connoisseur, like, Oh, I taste the mosaic hops. Da, 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 da. Like, I do think that people who do this take themselves like so seriously that they're not, like I said in that episode being cute, like they're, they're, they're really describing things. But I think that's realistically speaking, just like way blown out of proportion. Like if you can tell the difference between two kinds of hops, then you're just operating on another level that the rest of us aren't even paying attention to. Like, yeah, that's just kind of like, well, and you may look down at your nose at it, but like at other people who, Oh, you can't taste the difference, but it's like, yeah, it's not affecting my life at all. Well, I I agree with you. I also know that people who take this shit seriously are like, they're not saying it's assertive just to be, just because they needed a better, better adjective. Like there's (laughs) a, there's a whole Malcolm Gladwell chapter of, of like women taste testers. These, these group, these, these, I don't know why I called them women taste testers as (laughs) if there's a different branch of men taste testers, or as if like that is a qualification, like, (laughs) but it was like these three women and they, tasted food and they broke it down into these seven categories and the seven categories each had six varying things that it could fall into so it's like they were over categorizing and they ended up just taking the same food twice and they put each time into like different categories and stuff when it really was like you just had the same dish twice and now you're like oversaturating your your taste buds and your qualities and stuff in your head do you think it's the same with like food critics? Like, do you think like I movie critics too, dude? Like people, people will see a movie on that's like eighty five on Rotten Tomatoes that everyone seems to like generally like, and it's like, ooh, I didn't like it. It didn't have the 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 correct pace. Well, yeah, you know what's weird is the Food Network's always on at work. Like whenever I go into the break room, somebody's always watching the Food Network, and, and you I see those chefs make something awesome, and someone says this sucks. I see Beat Bobby Flay on all the time, <laughs> and I don't know who these people are that think that they have the fucking audacity to challenge Bobby Flay. First of all, but sometimes some of the shit they they make, I'm like, that looks way better than what Bobby Flay made. Now I obviously can't taste it, but you know, I, I Bobby I, Flay barely loses in that show. Like I, I feel the same way about fashion, dude. Because some people like, yeah, they're like that's ugly Ooh, that's a really like amazing outfit like, and i'm that's like a, that's a garbage bag what are who, you talking about? like who decides these things yeah. like it, is it a is it a, a objective how rule do you book? get to the top of that field yeah like how do you become a fucking tom and ford then, and then once you are at the top of the field yeah. do you then set what is good fashion yeah that's what i mean like your opinion then becomes oh well he thinks it's good therefore this is now good fashion and art are fucking weird like yeah that, dude. like because then something like somebody will just come out and just be like this is what i'm doing and i call it my art and then people either catch on to it or they won't but like when they catch on to it it becomes like this feverish thing that is insanely popular for a little while but it's like you know it's bad if it's bad or if it's good if it's good like there was that banksy uh, documentary exit through the gift terrible. shop you didn't like that at all <laughs> no well, no not that just what i just said was just oh. a terrible point like, that <laughs> it's fine i moved right past awful it point. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like remember there was that guy who literally just ripped off of like other people's stuff oh but wasn't he like a uh and he mass produced it he he he, yeah, he outsourced I, I it i thought he was a plot device 
in a sense. Like he wasn't he wasn't really a real guy. Like he was a real guy, but but it was to show that yeah, any any old jackoff yeah. can can rent out a yeah. giant space, have an exhibit, and if it happens to catch on in the right neighborhood with the right people, you can make a million dollars in a weekend. Yeah, and, and that's what he did. Yeah, that was like the whole point of his yeah. like character, though, wasn't it? And like, then it and then it like showed Shepard Ferry and other graffiti artists reacting to it, yeah. and they were just like, "Man, well, that kind of sucks," but I mean, good for him because the joke's on. Wait, is the joke on us? We don't know. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, pretty this meat. We are back. What episode is this? Is this a thirty fifth or thirty? I thought oh. it was thirty third. Let me double check here. Maybe we're it's the 34th. To a point now where I, I guess it's the thirty fourth. Yeah. We're getting to a point now where we just got to stop referencing episode numbers because I mean, think about it. Ten years down the road, are we going to say it's the nine hundred seventy second episode? Hell yeah, we will. We will. We will. That'll be awesome to say. Ten years to get to nine hundred episodes. That's pretty prolific. <laughs> the rate that we're going we would only be It'd at about, about 300 or so <laughs> about 100 years to do the rate we're going but anyway i think uh i think i'm just gonna stop trying to point out what episode it is uh and i'm that was my phone dropping from a height of <laughs> no less than three and a half feet <laughs> this is a high table now yeah i like it it's kind of nice it's much better up here than it was down there i think i don't know you're tall, so you probably have a different take on it. All chairs are bad for me. Chairs or tables? Chairs. Chairs. Ceilings are probably what's really bad for you. Yeah, ceilings, door frames. Anyway, we're going to jump into uh, what we do pretty pe- mediocrely here, and that's our takes one to know one. Uh, I have to Cars. look through my takes here uh, and get ready. So, Tyler, if you got something to go. Bro, what happened to LaCroix? So I found out it's fu- it fucks up your teeth. And I'm not allowed to drink it anymore. I was listening that episode. Okay. Just to bring back numbered episodes, episode 23, where we're talking about the blowjob robot. Yeah. At the beginning is the first time we start to be like, so what's up with this LaCroix dude? And I I tried one on air for the first time. And you were like, dude, there's no ingredients to it. Like it's just zero, this zero, that zero, that zero, that. So you're like, it's just water and a little bit of flavor. And I'm like, cool. Well, I stand out. It rots your teeth. I stand by the statement and it's not the ingredients so much as it is the, the process that it's made, the carbonation. If carbonation is an ingredient, I guess it is because it's, you know, you're no, it's like a process. Well, whatever the, it is, yeah. that's the part that fucks up your teeth. It's gotcha. not so much what's in it. It's the, and it's not, not, not that it fucks up your teeth. It just, it, it wears down the enamel on your teeth. Yeah. So if you want to be like Drew Michaels and have wood teeth, nice name drop there. That's, or, yeah. or our wonderful first few presidents. Okay. First few presidents. Those were the guys. George Washington had, I was listening to an episode today. I went back in the anals of our, uh, I know it's an owls, but I like to be Kirk and I are our biggest fans. If you haven't realized, that hey, yet. and we 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 account for about half of our own listens. Yeah, and 162 other people who've listened to that Beyonce episode. <laughs> we know you're out there, so come out from the shadows and state yourself. No, they just keep listening to that. Uh, I listened to one episode. I think it was the one that has like Tyler the Rube, uh, Rube Tyler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty funny. We were, we were on a good one that day. Some episodes were like, we're on it, and other episodes were just kind of absolute trash. And uh, this one has the potential to swing in either direction at this point. So, Tyler, um, we can only go was your there. take, was that it? It literally just says in my notes, what happened to LaCroix, bro? Takes one to no one is a really good idea on paper. I think we need to change the name. No, it's a great name. That's takes why I like it. But these aren't even takes anymore. They're just fine, like... Fine, fine. You want a take? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of these takes that I come up with are in the parking lot when I'm buying the beer. 
And uh, as I'm leaving, I see a guy get out. Uh-huh. And he's got his pants tucked in. Yeah. Or, I mean, his shirt tucked Like, he's like an older dude, obviously. With his, you know, work shirt tucked into his pants with his belt on still super tight. And I'm first of all, I'm just, I just don't understand how you could have made like the drive from work to the liquor store that way. Like when your first stop is the liquor store after work, like untuck your shirt, dude. But he still had his wallet. Leave the poor guy alone. He still had his wallet in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how like a much of of a thing that is amongst old men to like have their wallets in their back pockets at all times. Yeah, well, he drove. He drove with true. his wallet in his back pocket. What, what, what are they doing? To do with it, like put it on the driver's seat. I always have it in my uh, little glove box center, or whatever center, center console. console. But I mean, like, there are some people because you know you have that commercial where it's like all these things fit in such a tiny little pouch. You can now carry all your credit cards around, and it doesn't, you know, hurt my ass now when I sit on my wallet. It's like, why are you still sitting on your wallet? People are like at the bar sitting on their wallet all day. I can't understand that. How do you not have like back problems? I don't have a, I, I and for the last like five years, haven't carried a wallet in my back pocket. I have that little fucking, that thing right there. Yeah, and you just carry it around your front pocket or not in or on you at all. It's in your car or a lot. Or, or I don't ever leave it in my car, but... Oh, you don't? Well, should, my should car has... I've, in your pocket, in your car? Like an idiot left my car unlocked, and of course the two times I've left it unlocked, somebody has opened the door, which makes me think that 100% of the time somebody's trying to break into your car. <laughs> like literally. Someone just walks parking lots just and pulling trying handles, everything. Dude, just pulling handles, which which is actually going to jump me into my take right now, which <laughs> it's is good work if you can get my it. fucking car is so fucked up and it's a piece of shit. People say the Acuras will run forever, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But here's the thing. I got done with my workout, got into my car, backed out of my parking space, rolled my window down. What does my passenger side window do? Just stays down. Just falls. Oh. It just falls. Like, right off the tracks, stuck. It's stuck. And I'm like, what do you fucking do on a Thursday night when you got to go to work the next day and leave your car in a fucking apartment complex parking lot with the fucking window wide fucking open? You know what I got to do now? I got to go in and take everything out of my car everything put, that's valuable put one of those like plastic bags over no there. i'm not gonna fucking do that i'm gonna fucking go to the fucking <laughs> i'm gonna be late for work tomorrow again and fucking go to the fucking guy mechanic or whatever don't you guys carpool how are you late she's gone a lot oh oh dude you didn't know she's in fucking mexico for a week no no i'm also wondering why are you late for work all the time <laughs> because when she's not here i'm <laughs> trust me i run on a different clock man <laughs> Well, my job, to be fair, is like super flexible in the hours that I go in and the hours that I can leave. And realistically speaking, they really only expect us to be there 30 hours a week. And I mean, if you work 40, no big deal. Like you're a full-time employee, but it's like, you know, that's on you. So when Jordan's here, like Jordan's, her time is not as flexible as mine. So she has to be there at eight. So when we ride together four days a week, I'm like, all right. She makes sure you get there on time. Because <laughs> she has to be there on time. But the one day, which is Monday, which is the day that we don't go together, I go in at fucking like 10 o'clock and then leave at like 3.30. Like, I'm really bad. And I've tried to get up early too this whole week to like get to work by fucking 8 and I don't get out of bed until 7.30. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. And it takes an, at least an hour to get to work. <laughs> Let alone the time it takes to get ready, feed the dog. Fucking, you see the house is a total mess right now. Yeah, I fucking, I cleaned it up the first day, and in twenty minutes it was a disaster again. 
an absolute disaster. This is what it's like to be a bachelor, man. <laughs> this is what it's like. This is why I could not live with Bobby or Eric. Cause... Oh, no. No. Ugh. No. So my scorching hot take is that I Ugh. fucking hate having to pay for repairs on cars. I hate that the minute you take it in for one thing, literally two days later, like clockwork, it falls apart on you again. Oh, I was going to say you take it in for one thing and they go, hey, by the way. Well, uh, that's true, there's, too. There's a leak in your air conditioning. It's going to take yeah. cost about 900 You know, you take your car in to get your brakes fixed and then they're like, well, and we might want to look at the suspension, too. And we're don't like, do why? It. Why? Don't do it. How is that a thing? Like, We recommend these other things that, you of know, course you, recommend. you don't need need them but I, your car might stop running if i had a dollar for every time i recommended somebody something and they took my advice i would have like t- two bucks so <laughs> i was gonna say every time a, ge- a video game comes across my lap that i love i re- have to hesitate to be like do i really want to tell kirk about this because if i do it might just be a surefire way that he never plays this game <laughs> you know me all too well <laughs> I'm kind of stubborn. Like I that. said that immediately when I started saying, when I confirmed with Eric, I'm like, yeah, dude, the surge is pretty good. And I was like, wait, I think I just killed the surge for Kirk. I put it in my head to not even look at what it was. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, here's a recommendation. It's just out of spite. Especially the worst is when somebody's got you at your computer and they're like, watch this video. And you're like, no, go away, please. Here, 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 here. Look at this. Or here, they're here, like, here. like, type it in on your computer and you're just like, ah. or you can't go anywhere. Eric comes up to you at the golf course and it's like, dude, check this out. I'm like, fuck, man. That's a pretty good take. Why do people do that to other people? Like, why? What is the fucking... Here, hold on. It's just a quick video. Dude, it's just four and a half minutes. I know, but it's fine. You know? Oh, hold on. This is a quick ad. Hold on. And it's like, it's something that somebody's (laughs) watched at least like three times. So they've like, they've got the nuances and the subtlety down and they've watched it in a, in a environment that allows them to take it all in. And you're out there on the golf course with a bunch of other noise and distractions and shit. And you watch this video and you're like, okay. Or even take it to another level where like, dude, even in my loneliest times, like in the middle of college, I would be watching something and be like, man, I wish someone else could watch this, you know? So I could relate to someone. So I would like show someone else and I started hating doing that because you're just watching the other person the whole time. They're checking their phone and you're like getting mad because it's like, this is... (laughs) That's why it sucks trying to be like, hey, you should get into this. Do you like it yet? Do you like it yet? (laughs) Some people don't have a problem just suggesting you get into something or you, hey, you need to stop what you're doing and fucking look at this thing. I get really possessive of the things I like and I want other people to like them too and then I get mad when they don't. I'm I'm very selfish of the things that I like. (laughs) Like I like what I like and I really could give a shit if other people don't like, which is, I guess, you know, a a positive in most respects. I, I, it's the better way to be. I try to not like burden people with my interests so much. Like there are things that I'm genuinely like really stoked about that I will like press on to other people and be like, dude, you got to try it. Do you, ever, you gotta try it. do you ever pretend to be less knowledgeable than you actually are? About All something? the time. All the time. But there are times when I get caught off guard and like my inner fucking, uh, my inner like curiosity like comes out and tries to like figure things out as I do them. But for the most part I do, like, especially at work. Someone asks you something and you, you, you say it really like, I think it's a, when you know for a hundred percent fact of the thing you're about to say, and you're like, I think I don't know, but you might want to ask someone else. Or something. Yeah, when usually when people ask me for advice at work, I generally just go, Well, I, you know, I might do this, but I, I don't really know. You know, I don't really know what the right answer is. I don't really know. I don't know. Or, I even, do some, or actually, even some form of trivia, just to make it seem like you don't uh, actually no, with know. Trivial knowledge, dude. Really? I'm, you know, I'm proud of the useless information that I have at my disposal. Sometimes I like, have to like rein it back and go. Oh, I think it's actually the no 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 no. But you can check. Yeah, because I know I'm right. If people ever like. <laughs> 
and and no one ever has like an outright philosophical discussion, right? Where they use like terms and buzzwords that you are familiar with, or they never they never really reference authors and shit that you like read. But when you hear somebody talking about a conversation that is very, 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 very existential, that's when I'm I definitely am just like. Mm, okay, I'm gonna act like I don't know what you're talking. I about. don't have these feelings all the time. No, I promise. And or what you're experiencing is, or the reason for that is, what you need to do to c- combat that, according to this person, is those are the things that I generally will try to keep to myself. That and uh, knowledge that would probably benefit other people and make their jobs a little easier. I think that's why people hate the whole philosophy thing because they'll say something and it'll happen like the way it happened for us in in intro to philosophy all these things that you're being presented with you're like i've thought that before i've thought that before other people have thought this too that's awesome this is a thing but when people aren't philosophy students and they start saying things like that and you go well actually it's all this all this all this and they get resentful of like hey man i wanted to like i wanted to be kind of like dumbstruck yeah curious about this and now you're just saying oh yeah that's that's passe that's cliche of a thought that you're having because this is actually it's a fallacy let me talk to you about yeah when people talk about um i don't know what a good term for it is but like when fundamental conversations and i guess that's a very broad generalization there but like when people have conversations that involve like fundamental questions that we've been asking for centuries and why are people talking about this no people actually do talk about yeah the one thing i do get on my high horse about though is kind of like my stance on the stuff that we don't know and like we i think we talked about it in like an episode like one or two episodes ago where it's just like all the shit that you think is a possibility or whatever like sure you can believe that it's possibility but like otherworldly shit and spiritual shit and stuff like that that's not real those are all like manifestations of physical you know reactions in your brain and everything in our existence is physical and that's the one thing that i do kind of like try to push down people's throats it's like you're believing in god you're believing in spirits you're a fucking dingus like you that's not real like (coughs) so you mean like when someone starts Saying like when when someone says like hey man if you just think positive things positive things will happen to you I'm like no you're, <laughs> no that's not how that works like you're no that's fucking bullshit you can't manipulate the way that outcomes a happen. lot a lot of people take comforting advice and use it as like a like a real world that's application a crutch like you know and it's just like no that's not like, how no it works. it's just meant to make you feel better you it's need not to be positive like a- I don't need to be positive you know I'm not, you know good things can still happen to negative people all the it time happens it's just the way that it works you know if you do your job and do your job well then regardless of your fucking outlook like you're gonna have the same result like i'm not i'm not here to disparage people for having a positive outlook but if you tell me that being positive is the only way to get through certain situations then you're off your rocker man like that's bad things happen to good people evil people run the world so i mean now this is true now why were you shitting on mac malcolm gladwell on twitter the other day i wasn't it was more the fact that people they are like I was when I read Malcolm Gladwell. We're like, hey, the thing you just said, I've got a Malcolm Gladwell chapter to uh, to reference. To reference, and that's essentially what Malcolm Gladwell. When grown-ups read Malcolm Gladwell, they bring it up. Uh, mainly, I'm thinking about Colin Coward because for four years, every single like it's been longer than that, dude. Like, for every single sports thing that he that someone came across, well, Malcolm Gladwell talked about, blah, 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 blah. and it's kind of like the crutch that I compared it to. Uh, I've taken psychology classes before. Let me tell you how how Freud works because yeah. now I know what's going 
point on because I took a psychology class for two weeks. That's pretty much what I compared it I to. I think about a lot of classes that I took like that where I took opposing stances to a lot of conventional wisdom and got in trouble for it most of the time. Like when I took one psychology class and decided that this wasn't for me because we had way too much emphasis on subconscious thought and shit like that. And I was just like, all this guy is talking about his dicks. Like not everything is related to fucking dicks. I don't sit and just fucking think about dicks all the time without realizing it. Like I don't look at my, I don't look at buildings and go, Oh wow, those are shaped like dicks. Or that was the reason we built those to just look like giant dicks. Like everything People were thinking about dicks when they built it. Psychoanalytic you know that, theory right? was, is such for, at least from a Freudian standpoint is such baloney. Like <laughs> it's such bullshit. And I, wrote one or two papers arguing against psychoanalytic theory and at least the way that Freud was, you know, proposing that it worked. Everybody just thinking about fucking their moms and dicks all the time. And it's like, that's not what's going on <laughs> at all. What is it? It's not. I'm telling you. Does my girlfriend look anything like my mom? Does she act anything like my mom? No, she doesn't. I wanted to get as far away from that as I possibly fucking could. <laughs> I'm not saying there aren't people out there who subconsciously want to fuck their mothers because they're, you know, everybody's weird and, you know, fuck it. Rock on if with your weirdness. Just to make that like a general rule. To just say that everybody's humans. thinking about dicks and their mother all the time. Like I, I definitely always thought it said a lot more about Freud than humans. <laughs> thank you. Like, at least I'm not the only one thinking that if you know what. If but that you, goes back to again, we're just going to keep referencing our old podcast before because because I have said before, I have a very self-centered view where when I think it's something, I'm like, oh, everyone thought this, right? We're just doing a best of right now. <laughs> but that's probably what Floyd was like. Floyd was like, man, I think about dicks and fucking my mother all the time. Everyone this reminds me of the time this. where I was thinking about dicks. <laughs> which is every day apparently everyone else does this too there's a fucking seashell that looks like a dick there's a snail that reminds me of a ball sack That's no no the snail would remind him of his mother and then he'd be aroused and then he'd be fondling his ball sack there you go and doing fucking cocaine like high as a kite all the time that uh, wasn't him was it yeah. Oh, he did. He, he was, was also. Yeah, he he like per, uh, prescribed people. Cocaine. Every single intellectual um, in history books was on some fucking weird shit. Oh, dude. Well, that's because we didn't have like the whole. Uh, well, it's, that's what happens when you break someone's life down into about a four paragraph bite. They don't. In that fifth paragraph, they'll tell you that they're a chronic masturbator and they died. You know doing autoerotic asphyxiation and you're like oh that's a whole side to Nietzsche I didn't realize he didn't die that way but he did he was a chronic masturbator <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> he would write and, and masturbate that's what chronic masturbation is it isn't just that you love jacking off all the time it's that you have to jack off all the time give like, him some credit where credit is like due have you tried cereal to do anything like, else and jerk off at the same time <laughs> No, it's borderline impossible. <laughs> it's borderline impossible to be productive and jerk off at the same time. Look, if Wait, he wrote, on, let me answer this email really if quick. He wrote with one hand. Thus spoke Zarathustra with his cock in in one hand and a pen in the other. That makes that book ten times better, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Like, I wish books had the behind the scenes features that movies here's have here's what went into writing this <laughs> like yeah yeah because that that audio commentary of a book as you're reading the book i was jacking off during this paragraph can you imagine walking into <laughs> oh i remember writing this paragraph know, like it was completely like naked. copeland's class and she's like all right now we're going to talk about thus spoke zarathustra 
I really just, before we get into this, want to point out one thing. And you might not realize this at the time, but at some point in your life, further down the road, you're going to realize how impressive this is. He wrote this book, every single page, every single word, with his cock in his hand. It's like it's like before you go in depth and stuff, when you're still in elementary school and you're learning stuff just in bullet points, you know? The uh-huh. war. It was for this. 1812. This, this was who France versus Germany. This like. is who it was between. This was the outcome. Yeah. Frederick Nietzsche, he's from here, masturbated all the time, and wrote this book. Moving on. <laughs> While masturbating. Like, if they taught that stuff in school, yeah. I think a lot of kids would pay attention a lot more. A funny thought that just popped into my head to really just drive the point home on the whole masturbating and writing at the same time. Your professor says, I need you to make this motion with your hand, your non-dominant hand. Now write a journal entry while doing that. Your paper's like moving all over. <laughs> you can't hold it. Your fucking writing is all. How did he do this? Yeah. I want you guys to look at your paper and realize that he wrote an entire book like this. Tell me that's not impressive. That really shows the medal of a man. Anyway, moving on to Immanuel Kant. That's yeah. all you learned about Nietzsche. He liked to sodomize himself. No. Um, is that even possible? To sodomize yourself? Hold on, I'll Google it really quick. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not Googling. Oh, I was ready for an answer. I think it's possible. <laughs> um, Moving on. What do you What do you got next? As far as topics go, do you want another take? Well, it's like I'm not sure. I want to dive into something I have written in my notes here. And it's like you ever have that thing where you write something down? I write down plenty like, of things, and I get to it. I'm like, I'm not passionate about this anymore. I don't care. Not even mainly, that. Mainly, it's because it's a serious thing. And I'll write down something about disease, or I'll write down something about like baseball and i just get here drinking beer and smoking weed and i go i don't care about i, I go i go what I t- was i fucking thinking i totally I wrote this note down when i was sober and now i'm not so i don't care about it anymore. so i i i have i had it was i was gonna turn this into a take somehow and and you can throw this away if you're not interested in it but i'm very curious as to what this might mean to you so i wrote i wrote as one of my takes, nope. uh, discourse happens and you have to appreciate the extremes to arrive at a reasonable point of view. Yes. Right. Yeah. So like, I think w- w- the first thing that comes to mind, I guess, when I read that is like Twitter, right? When you, yep. when you see somebody who, who takes a very hard stance on something. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I do before making a judgment is scroll through the comments. Yeah. What are other people saying yep. about this? And you you always find something that you're just like, what an asshole or mm-hmm. what an A-hat. Like, yep. who is this guy? And yep. then it leads you down the rabbit hole of fucking their profile and yep. people that, it, you know, that are I'm glad you've been follow. down these. I'm glad, I'm glad you've been down these oh. rabbit holes. See, I used to tweet quite prolifically and I don't anymore. But that doesn't mean I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. <laughs> like, I do still use Twitter. I know this. Quite handedly. And I, I see a lot that happens. I just don't want to participate anymore. <laughs> But I can't break away from it. And somebody says something just like, you know, well, if women didn't dress so sexually, they wouldn't be assaulted as much. You mm-hmm. know, something stupid like that. And you're just like, okay, this has 14,000 likes and 7,800 retweets. I need to see what people are saying about this, you know, because and then you go down and and you find yourself noticing people on the far left of an issue and the far right of an issue and not in the political sense. They're just yeah, yeah, divided. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of go, well, I see the good, I see the bad. I'm going to try to be as fucking uh, informed as possible and make a judgment here that's as least like a judgment as possible 
if that makes any sense. You're trying to like appraise the entire situation. You don't want to say this guy's right, this guy's wrong. You just got you 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 want to be able to grasp. There are parts of this that are correct. All there of are it? parts of this that aren't. There are parts of the other side that are strong points. It's Im- it's important yeah. before you make an argument to know what people would come at you with from the other side. And I think you need that's to know just kind of the philosophical education in us that causes us to do that because some people are you know you think about things and it's just like how does anybody come to a a hard stance on 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 their political ideology without ever exploring what they really believe in like i feel like a lot of people just go into it going abortion is bad and they don't ever think about why abortion is bad or what causes them to believe you know fundamentally that abortion is bad and I have always just sort of been like, well, yes and no. Like, that, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that life starts at conception, despite what contrary. But I've also never had like a an unborn fetus inside me. Exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't have all the experience and all the facts to 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 really come to a hard stance on this. Like, I'm willing to fucking consider it both ways until it's I easy come to be to, like oh you should be able to get all the abortions you want and then if you like see how it's done you know that's the thing a lot of people form their judgments based on the most like you said the extremes the most visceral reaction so many people have said I never want a child to be aborted because they've seen crazy a crazy aborted fetus videos yeah. and I'm like first of all who's sitting around watching this but yeah Hillary's sucking their blood to, for her youth. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I just that was that was <laughs> what I was gonna hole. jump into as far as my take goes. But I just kind of like was like, what was I thinking here when I wrote this? But I'm glad it kind of was, uh, you know, did, did, coherent did, thought. Didn't Holden say no? I don't know if Holden said this or it was the guy that I took that I don't think you ever had at FJC. But he told us that sophists remember sophists. They were the people that they were argued. The, they were the first wave of philosophy students. They were the ones that that what they like. They were real keen on rhetoric, right? They were like, they were philosophers for hire, essentially. Yeah, they, they just like they, they were lawyers, basically. They like, learned philosophy as yeah. if it was like a sales pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it became their job to go philosophize. They were the fucking like first lawyers. Like. And it wasn't that they had great ideas and great theories. Mm-hmm. They just taught you Attorneys. how to argue, and yeah. they taught you how to do stuff. So what he described was that in ancient Greece, what they wanted for the for these sophists to learn was to draw a square from a single point. So not only do you have a point, you have now have four points and you're drawing lines between them, which means you like are creating an entire concept just out of one point. Yeah. And he said what our class was doing in philosophy 101 at fucking Fullerton Junior College was that he was giving us three lines already a straight edge and a pencil just fucking fill in the blank <laughs> that's what college philosophy was in 2015 or 2012 or whenever this was rather than how ancient greeks uh, learned took it took those classes so long ago it's been like damn near 10 years some people tell me like ask me like oh like are you in school or something like you know people that have never met me i'm like oh no I, like and i always say like I haven't been in college in four years rather than I graduated four years ago. Just, I don't know why I did graduate four years ago, but for some reason that's the way I say it. And it's just weird to think that I'm like, yeah, I haven't been in school for like four years. 
and I always I've never looked back. <laughs> like it's a trip. I, I like there's an entire high school career in between the last time I took a, like a college class. Now there's a very Doctor Jekyll Hyde uh, inner monologue that I have with not so much education, but the educational system that we were kind of thrown into. And it was it wasn't so much that I detested learning and I didn't lack a curiosity for knowledge or anything like that. I actually, that was the part of it that was most appealing was learning new things and studying them and talking about them. But I didn't like the institution that fostered those kinds of things. So it was like, I, I hated that more than the actual acquisition of knowledge itself. And that was enough to, to deter me from really, you know, maximizing my potential in school because I just absolutely detested having to go to class and be there at a certain time. Traditional education. Definitely. If you are, do have that like slightly alternative curiosity of intellectualness, like it'll beat it out of you, you know, dude. Yeah. (laughs) The fact that I'm like, Ooh, this, this mathematical concepts pretty cool. Okay. Do it 75 times for homework. Yeah. I never want to do it. And then after the first 12, we'll have harder questions than any of the homework you ever did on it. And you're just like, why, why? Or as we've said before, it's actually really easy and it's just a continuation of the homework you were doing. And then I'm like, am I learning this or am I just memorizing it? Like, and after this, I'm going to forget everything because 95% of the things you learn, specific things, you maybe not the general things, but the specific dates and, and tree sign and stuff you learn for your test and then you're done. Well, no, it that's away. like the bummer with a lot of it with math though. That's actually like a better way to approach with, it with because, math. It builds, but with history yeah. and yes, it, like I said, it, ta- it helps to have a whole scope of history, but year to year to year to year, when you just have a unit on like 25 years in history, after that unit if your final's not cumulative <laughs> once okay. you once you heard that your final wasn't cumulative you're oh, like <laughs> thank god thank everything god. i learned i can forget immediately after dump this shit <laughs> what do you have on the uh the old topics list actual topics well first of all i guess we got to talk about our uh our perv watch we changed the name, folks. We decided to come up with a more PC. Uh, I kind of hate that term. I would. I want to go back and not say PC. <laughs> we came up with a more uh, considerate term. What I said for, when we first called it Rape Watch was like, I didn't want to trivialize it by becoming mundane. And the amount of times we said Rape Watch the last few times, just glossing right over, oh, Rape Watch, Rape Watch, Rape Watch, Rape Watch, Rape Watch, Rape Watch. I didn't. Super in, problematic. I didn't enjoy how often we were saying it with yeah. how like well, flippant it was. Well, and I'm glad that we talked about it. About that though, it wasn't like we just were good. like we're gonna call it rape watch and then just move on. No. Like we were like, well, this is why we're gonna do it because it's kind of like all encompassing. It is happening. It's we're we're here talking about it and the problems it's with a continuation it. Continuation of death watch. So it's you know right it's, after it's death not watch terrible that watch. we're that we're calling it rape watch, referring it to referring to it as such is is problematic, but not for you know, not for the reasons why we're talking about it. So then we kind of just stumbled upon Pervwatch. Pervwatch works because that's who it is about. It's about the weirdos that we're catching. Yeah, the people that don't play by the rules. And in the last four weeks since we recorded, Aziz Ansari... David, well, we need to talk about that though. Like, David we, Copperfield. We have to talk about the Aziz Ansari thing. David right? Copperfield and Steve Wynn, which we also have to bring up because you have some legendary, or you don't have them anymore. Some <laughs> legendary Wynn slippers. <laughs> yeah. So let's 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 do Aziz first. So that was a while ago. It feels like two weeks or something. Yeah. Um. Long story short, I guess he uh, he was accused 
or was he even accused or it was just kind of like a like a it wasn't tmz but it was it was like babe.com or something it wasn't like new york times what is babe.com that that was the thing people had but because the harvey weinstein stuff was new york times reported by these journalists whereas accredited babe.com was essentially an an interview with the girl reputable is what i should have said yeah um, so but, it wasn't necessarily journalism and fact checking. It was this is what one girl says. Yeah. Rather than here are the findings, here are the documents, here are the reports. And, and she stuff chose like that. to remain anonymous, which I had mixed feelings about. I was kind of like, I get why she's staying anonymous, but at the same time, there's a part of me that can't shake feeling like that sort of a. It, it, it gives it a little less credibility. But it also allows people to not say, oh, she's just in it for the money. If you don't know her name, then she can't really gain fame and like notoriety. But I from guess it. there's loopholes for that. To, I mean, if to, she's suing him, then yeah. she can then she well, doesn't have to give she out her could name have and, given her name, but chosen to go public in a private way, I guess. Like, I don't think you can go public in a private way. There's no such thing as that. Well, that's exactly what you do when you refer to yourself as like, I don't know. I, I don't, I just sort of was just like, uh, all these other women were strong enough to come out and, you know, and I'm look, I'm not trying to say that, you know, her case is less serious than any others, but all this really sounded like was just kind of like a date gone wrong. And this sort of ties back into a the shitty thing date. Yeah. that we fucking talked about where it's just like, damn, like what there are times that I was what just like was, fucking, yeah, yeah. What, what sexual assault and what, I mean, clearly we know what sexual assault is, but where, where is the line drawn between sexual assault and totally awkward moment yeah. that is just weird. And it's like, no means no in the literal sense you know it it does like you know you hear that and you should stop but you know the way that the story was presented was just kind of like i mean i guess she fucking sucked his dick like twice and he gave her oral sex and he was trying to take it a step further and she was like no but she didn't leave and by the way he does, wasn't forcing her does sex and, ever sound grosser when you read it in like text like that it's not like literary text. It's journalistic text where it's like, and then he touched her genitals. And you're just like. Genitals is not an attractive word. Ugh. Yeah. Like genitals. I don't care like how a, hot she is. Like that, or how hot he is. It's just like. It sounds like a swampy mess. Like uh, genitals. I think of bodily fluid. I think of. You know what I think? Of? I think of aliens. Imagine aliens don't have dicks and vaginas, but they've got reproductive organs. Imagine what they are and imagine being sexually attracted to them. That's what they, that's, I mean, for a dude, it's just some random appendage and for women, it's like a weird, like pocket in their body. You're not wrong. And imagine that formed instead of a penis, it's like this horn made out of like enamel, like a tooth that that's your dick. Instead of fucking jerking it off, you, you do like the avatar thing and your tails connect and you get or just something weird. Cause that's what we are. If, if if we had other species to compare it to that were alien, it would seem strange. I'm telling you. Slightly off topic, but... I'm sorry. I would... I was... The whole thing with the story was just kind of troublesome because it just... It didn't seem like... And I, I was... So, like, when I first read it, I read it privately. Not privately, but, like, Jordan and I were sitting on the couch, and uh, I read the article, and then after I was done reading the article, and I was like, did you hear about... Uh, Z's and she's like no what happened and I was just like well I you know somebody is 
is, you know, calling him out for sexual misconduct and da 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 da. And she went looking for the information and she read the article and she's like, that's, that's not sexual assault. And I was just kind of like, not like, okay, my beliefs are confirmed, but I was just like, it really puts an interesting perspective on things when it's like, here is a, a, a woman that I trust and respect telling me that that's not what sexual assault looks like. And now, as again, far as I know, again, though, who gets to define that? You that's know? that's kind of my point, Freud's which is why like, Freud's defining which is why mind. I said I didn't feel like my thoughts were validated, <laughs> yeah. but I sort of was just like, OK, like you're not the only one that has their suspicions, because like in all these other horror stories that have come out, it's been like he 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 jerked off in front of me like to, to you know, he, he, and, he and he locked the door. Yeah. Like, and he, he manipulated he, me he in stood a by the exit. Way, so like, I couldn't get there by. was like a, a nefarious like like undertones to a lot of it and overtones, actually like there was just a lot of shit that just wasn't right with a lot of these stories but in this one it's like he didn't like you better not he didn't leave. force her down right. or he didn't lock the door like he offered her money to fucking get a fucking ride home and i just like uh, you know the, uh, there are times in your life where i'm sure you've been less than a gentleman but yeah. you weren't a rapist by any account. You just kind of like, you tried to get what you want. You didn't get what you want. So you were kind of an asshole about it. Like, you know, you, you, you didn't fucking, the only boundaries you crossed were like the, 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 like giving somebody the, the, the respect that they deserve as a person, I guess. And, and you may have been an asshole before in your life. Now imagine you're like famous with a TV show and all the entitlement that comes with that all the you just e- won a fucking uh, Emmy or whatever not even like conscious entitlement you just have for the last 15 years things have gone your way kind yeah. of thing so it's just like everyone else has done this I mean come on and and you know like it's like I keep what'd you the, come over the here one for? thing that I keep like going back to is is just like it just it's I don't want to say relatable because I had never found myself in that position really all that often. Like I can think of one specific time where I was trying to get what I want and I didn't get what I wanted. And I was just a total fucking fuck stick afterwards. I was just like, no, you fucking find your own way home. Like, I don't fucking care. Like <laughs> what was yeah. this before Uber? I don't want to talk about it. Was this before Uber? <laughs> uh, this is a good while ago, probably like seven or eight years ago. Like they had a cell phone that they could call friends. <laughs> yeah. They had a car. They could drive their ass okay, home. Like, right. you know, like fuck, I, just leave. Like, but oh. you were spiteful because you didn't get what you want. Yeah. Kind of it just didn't go the way that I wanted. But that's and, what I mean. Yes. And, there know, is. I took no for an answer. One, I, I didn't take it for an answer the first time, and then the second time I took it, I was like, fine, like, whatever, I'm done, like, f- fuck you, like, you know, and yeah, that's kind of candid, but fuck, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't force anybody to do anything that they didn't want to, you know what I mean? I was just a little, uh, not aggressive, but what's the word, like... You know, persistent. Just, yeah, just but like in persistent a in a non admirable way. <laughs> yeah, my intentions were clear though. Like it wasn't like I was like, oh, I really have strong feelings for you. It's just like, ah, you knew what this was. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Like if you, the signs are all there, and I'm not saying that you know, like as a guy, you shouldn't have to lay your intentions out like a fucking blueprint you know what i mean like that's part of the fun of like dating and and all that is that it's kind of just like you it's a mystery bag like you you don't know what you're gonna get like you meet somebody somewhere and you you, you hang out with them again two nights later and it's like who really fucking knows how it's gonna go you know what i mean and and 
sometimes it's like it just kind of clicks in you're just like i don't really want much else from this person like what they bring to the table on a personal standpoint is worthless to me like i'm here for the physical like you know i'm I'm trying to be as pc as fucking possible (laughs) here but as honest as i can be like by all means like you know hate me if you have to but you i 99% of the guys i know have had an experience similar to this i'm not saying identical but similar where where you're trying to fucking you were after one thing she thought your intentions might have been a little bit purer than you or she severely were, underestimated your fucking your, your 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 desire your fucking passion like she just i thought, thought you just wanted to go out for a drink i thought you just wanted to fucking go back to my house and hang out <laughs> It's 2.30. <laughs> I have work at 9. <laughs> what do you think I'm here for? <laughs> do I need to spell it out for you? And I guess, like, part of what's problematic about the story is that's where I feel like we're going. Like, And now it is, yes. Uh, well, have you ever seen, uh, like, the newer episodes of South Park? Mm-mm. With PC Principal? Mm. Where he starts... Somewhat. I've where, seen him, but I haven't seen a whole lot of him. Hello, I would like to have sexual intercourse with you now. Is that advisable? <laughs> you have to, like... Like, Here, can you please sign that. this? Like, yeah, yeah, like, and that's, I'm not saying that. But like, again, that's the extreme on the other side. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying, like, 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 that's not wrong in principle, but in practice, you know, like, in theory and practice are two totally different things. Like, you can, you can. The whole fun of the dating is, like, am I going to kiss her tonight? Like, taking is chances it and taking is it not risks and, like, and, and sometimes kind of taking the situation into your own If you've hands, ever been like, on a Tinder date where you both knew it was going to end in something a little base and gross but you were gonna do it anyway like tune a little hogging <laughs> but it's but it's it's it takes all the fun out of it for sure <laughs> and i've had and i've had situations too on the other end of that as a man uh where i was respectable and didn't make certain moves and that might have cost me my chance at getting what i really wanted two years later you realize damn you know, or I come I to find out from the grapevine, it's like she really wanted you to make a move on her and you didn't. But now she's got a new and boyfriend, so yeah, sorry. So it's just like it's it's very fucking you know what I mean? Like like they're they're well, yes, like everybody's intentions probably should be clear and, and out there, but I feel like you, you that can be the case without fucking fucking like saying it and making somebody like you know what i mean it's also weird too because but i guess a lot of it is is how you handle yourself and after i I will say that after reading that article it doesn't really paint him in a positive light no but not to say i give him the benefit of the doubt but i mean like he's a celebrity she's a nobody like they're absolutely do the math like they're absolutely totally like assertive girls that will let you know when they're down yeah and there are some that are like I want you to have to work for it a little bit. Like, I want you to make the effort and, you know, maybe stick around after I say, no, not right now kind of thing. And that is a thing that some people enjoy rather than just, oh, you said no? Okay, this is happening then. Right, Dude, and there's, there are also some too, and as weird as it sounds, there are some that like the the uh, the attention. So there's an episode of Sopranos. This is a fucking really obscure reference, but there's a, there's a preacher. Have you ever watched the Sopranos? No. Okay, so in 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 like the second or third season, probably the first or the second season actually, there's this preacher that comes to the house and hangs out with Carmela, who's Tony Soprano's wife, mm-hmm. all the time. Like he hangs out with her all the time. Like they watch movies together and they drink wine together and 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 all this stuff. And 
and the sexual tension between them is like it, it's mounting for like 10 episodes and you're just like are these are they gonna fuck or are they gonna fuck and eventually she fucking calls him out and she's just like you just like the the you just like feeling wanted. Like you don't really want to fucking do anything. You just like feeling wanted. And there are girls that are like that. There was a there was a tweet with like a hundred thousand retweets where it was like, "Have you ever?" Um... Oh, it was something about like, "Have you ever dreaded or have you ever like?" It was something about you now have to deal with a guy that you were talking to because you were bored at the time, and now you're not bored, and now you realize you have this guy that's been strung along for two months. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, that's also the fault of the guy if he takes it to any level that's nefarious and weird, but it's got to be the fault of somebody for not saying exactly how you feel when you feel it because that's the thing on one side it is it would be weird for a guy to just be like i would like to have sex with you is that okay if i would have that would be creepy as hell it would be creepy as hell but it's also deemed to be a total bitch if you're just like i have no sexual feelings for you please stop talking to me but you know what if you're comparing the two One's definitely more acceptable than the other. Yeah, and, if a and one telling one, you she has one, no desire and, to have sex with you is way more palatable. And than, the guy should be able to handle that. But so many guys are like, "Fuck you, bitch! I don't give a shit." And now I'm gonna tell everyone you're a slut. Or but therein lies in the, the problem. In the most extreme things, I'm gonna kill you now. Because some people totally problem, fucking you know what I'm shoot people for for no rejecting reason. Yeah. yeah, but therein lies the problem. A bitch on the That's train. exactly why I we're. Her. I think that that this situation is so important now because that is an issue in and of itself that's the thing so many people are like why don't you just to the aziz thing why don't you just leave the apartment if you want to leave leave and it's like it could have been cold out there or it could have been like a matt lauer thing what if you're about to leave and suddenly you hear this like electronic i mean i'm just saying no i'm not saying that that's crazy it's just kind of like i I don't know Aziz. I'm sorry personally. No, but, but again, if, if, if there's a, a little extreme, if there's a 0.3% chance that that could happen, it's still a chance most people are willing to not take. You know, it's like walking through the park at night. You probably won't get raped and stabbed, but if there's even a slight chance that walking through a park at night will get you raped and stabbed, you're going to walk around the park at night. So, I mean, yeah. And again, we're white guys. So this whole feeling of like fearing a stranger is something we hardly unless he looks looks super crazy and he's homeless and he's talking to himself then we avoid him most of the time when we're walking home alone at night we've never once felt a single case threat. in point is that time we walked like five miles through fucking pittsburgh it's a hilarious story night it's a hilarious story to us to two girls doing the same thing it might have been a horror story yeah it's a night because we literally walked like five that was like a two-hour walk yeah through a place that we don't live that we're not familiar with no just to get back to our hotel no god knows where we were like pulling off some of the greatest hits again i've walked through a park in a foreign country in the middle of the night got my blunt stolen and i consider it a comedic story well, a teenager basically took my blunt and I laughed about it. He fucking tricked you is what happened. <laughs> you fucking I, I didn't really take it. I gave it to him. Yeah. Twice. And he fucking snacked it, snatched it back and then you gave it to him again. Yes. <laughs> Which is a lot different than getting mugged. <laughs> but still, it's funny. If I was a girl, he wouldn't ask, hey, can I get a puff? He would take the blunt and then probably take me. Yeah. 
Well, he'd take you first, and then... There you go. There you go. The priorities, man. But, like, again, that's in a foreign country, in a place I've never been before, and I'm doing an illegal act, and I (laughs) laugh at it because I'm like, oh, that was funny. When for millions of, you know, female female humans in the world... It would be a total nightmare. Lots of people in general. Or like, people in general. You know? You yeah. never know. Make, you, make me not white and then see what happens in like a possibly racist country if like If you're Belgium. fucking walking through fucking make me Muslim. South Carolina yeah. and you know, you're Muslim or black or Mexican or whatever and you're walking through the fucking whitest part of the area. I can imagine anybody who's not white being in Boston and just being like, oh shit. Oh, you can't. Shit. You can't be like, "Ooh, look at that clock tower. That's really beautiful." You're like, "Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this yeah, guy? Who's no, this guy? Yeah, no, totally. You're not fucking paying attention to anything historical. You're going, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" That seems like the worst place <laughs> in the world to be. Which is exactly what white people would do in like a in like Thailand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know about that. Are you sure, dude? White people go to Thailand a lot. Okay. But they stick to the like the. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I feel like I feel like most white people, us even like, like James Rule and shit. Maybe if he's lived there forever, but when they go there, they stick to the strip clubs. Even the the local people are like, "Oh, white people, come spend your money yeah. here." If you go down the wrong street, you're not coming back with any of your I mean, possessions. You could be a black guy and go down the wrong street in Los Angeles somewhere, and that's the same situation, depending on what colors you're wearing and shit like okay, that. Yeah, but that's true. But you know, I mean, I think that. I think that other places outside of the United States and a couple of other exceptions to the rule, I think that they're generally pretty, obviously like slums are, you want to avoid slums. Like you just don't want to go to slums. Those, those they, they said in Brazil, they know who to rob because who has, because of who has shoes on. So just walk around barefoot. They're like, if you have shoes on, they'll know that you have. I have a tattoo in my foot though. So that's probably a dead giveaway. There, it's like, well. Oh, this guy has enough money to get a stupid ass pizza on his. He's foot. He's fucking sandbagging over here. <laughs> anyway, give me your hundreds, white boy. I don't have hundreds, dude. I, I, I'm just as broke as you are. Trust me. It cost me an arm and a leg to get down here. I'm not sure I can get home. Um, yeah. So the the Z's on sorry thing was a big deal. Um, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. While I don't think that he. Uh, well, I don't think that I think the article paints him in a worse light than is really what happened because it it just from what it just sounded like and read like it was just kind of like a date gone wrong. But again, I'm not I'm not condoning his his behavior. I like, think it's really weird though because he had multiple like things in his show, Master of None, and segments of his uh, like stand up routines that were talking that would talk about specifically like you know weird rapey shit weird rapey shit and how girls feel uncomfortable and like yeah. how things are navigated and like and not like here's yeah. how to do it but you know just shedding light on the fact and well i mean like in a lot of his stands up he paints himself as that guy who gets shit on all the time yeah yeah like, yeah you know so the girl left me for the hotter guy kind of thing he's yeah. that guy he, yeah. that's his demographic but again that kind of i was gonna say this that kind of uh took a hit with dudes that think they're advocates simply because they say they're advocates. they don't get pussy they're like, oh, I'm totally for women's rights. Why? Because look at all my tweets that say I'm about women's rights. Rather than, you know, I actively do this and participate in this in these actions in the world. And I feel like a Excellent lot of people, point. I feel like when a lot of people heard that about Aziz, they were like, oh, shit, I can't just like act like I can't just say that I'm earnest all the time. I actually have to be earnest all the time. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to be like genuine with my with my uh, 
with my respect that I give. I can't just say it, hashtag I respect women. It's in my bio, dude. I totally respect women. Meanwhile, I'm putting their hands on my dick when you know we're on the couch. What astounds me, dude, is how many people out there put the most. What the fuck's know, going on with your equipment today, man? Uh, how many people put the most, like, borderline offensive shit in their bios? Yeah. Fuck this, fuck this. This is what I stand for. This is what I stand for. This is what I stand for. And fuck anyone who says that. <laughs> and is it weird that when I see an American flag emoji in people's bios, I immediately assume they're a racist? Dude, anyone that like has <laughs> an American flag anywhere, it's really weird because I like immediately roll my eyes. And I'm just like, yeah. I know they would seem, again, this is the whole point. You need to know what the people against you would think. Therefore, when I see that and I imagine a scenario when i voice that like oh come on dude really you need like a giant american flag on your truck yeah bro do you not love america i love america and then you're just like love america for, for, for yeah for clearly I, not the same reason clearly i hate america. america you're right I, I i hate living here that's why I'm, I, I'm forced to do it every day you've got me pegged sir mm. <laughs> all right well let's uh it's really let's, weird. let's let's sweep this one under the rug and get to uh your your buddy Steve Wynn. We're starting a new movement here, folks. We're we're taking the men's uh, we're taking the men who support these women who have been in these horrific situations, and we're starting a movement for men. It's kind of along the same lines as Me Too, um, but Tyler, you're gonna have to tell a story because it's a little better hearing it from you. Uh, well, I don't know how it connects to our movement again. I can't remember how it connects to our so, movement. So, long, long, Well, long, hold on. Hold on. I, I, I can tell. Sorry. No, I, I do that probably four times an episode. <laughs> anyway. Um, but you know what's funny? When we do the mix down, it like cuts that out. Really? Yeah. Nice. Like you don't hear that. My, my microphone just popped for anyone that didn't hear it. Anyway, because um, I shout at it because I'm angry a lot. One time, not one time, many times. Anytime your grandpa would go to Vegas. My grandmother, dude. That's, anytime that's, your grandma would go to Vegas. Yeah. Did, he, did Mr. Ted ever, ever continue the tradition beyond that? Well, did he ever go? They brought two pairs of home. They brought two pairs home. I'm saying, time. did he ever go to the win after that no, solo? He hasn't really gone to Vegas all that It was my grandma who liked Vegas. He was more Palm. Okay, desert. so this is at least 10 years ago then that, that he brought these back. He would always stay at the win, which if you've never been to Vegas, the win's kind of off the strip no it's no? like at the north end of the strip but it's like, not like it's one of the very very last hotels on the strip it's before not you where, get into fucking strangerville yeah, right? yeah yeah but it's over by like the rio and shit right like no because no? the rio's off to the side okay, maybe i'm just thinking of the rio then yeah it's, but it's where old people go would you say that the wind is no. skews to an older crowd no then why did mr ted love love the wind so much the wind is a nice hotel the wind and it's uh sister hotel the encore those are nice hotels. Like they're 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 like Bellagio's or or uh, uh, Palazzo or Venetian. Like you know how there's okay there's yeah, yeah Vegas yeah, is yeah, very yeah, like yeah. like segmented. There's no. there's hotels. It doesn't that have are a theme. Affordable. Is my point. It doesn't have a theme, right? It's just it's nice. a nice hotel. It's just nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that used to be a thing. You used to have if you were gonna build a new hotel, it had to have a thing. It had I to have a pirate that, ship. Like, it had to have a pyramid. In the late nineties. Yeah that's like when that happened because like yeah. back in the day it was like stardust tropicana like they yeah. didn't really have yeah, yeah, yeah. themes no. they were just fucking hotels but then like, it was like treasure island we've got yeah. pirates mirage Excalibur, we've got we've got knights and shit yeah. and, uh, mgm grand we've got we've got movies and, and a, you know roller coaster and paris we're french and but luxor or it's a big pyramid. it's egyptian yeah uh 
And then eventually, yeah, you're right, with like the Metropolitan and well, they did uh, the Mandalay Mirage Bay. and the Bellagio. And those don't have themes so much as they are nicer resorts. Uh, Bellagio, especially, not so much Mirage. Mirage is nice, but it's not, you know. It's it's not anyway. Like Steve Blagio's wins nice. this billionaire, and he got caught. Um, did Olympia? What did he do? I didn't. I I saw sure all this either. stuff, and I didn't look into it. But but again, it wasn't just a he said she said thing. It must have been really hard, like hard facts, because he ended up. Uh, a lot of uh, politicians gave up donations. Yeah, like return donations. That because you know, I think he's like a conservative. Like they told Steve Wynn to go shit in his hat. But anyway. Um, your grandpa, after going to this, uh, your grandparents, after going to this, uh, they went there maybe two or three times, two a or three year. times a year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like anyone does who likes to save a buck or two, they took some shit home with them, which you end up paying for, by the way, do they do like, even towels? Do they take that shit out of your, uh, not towels, but one time I stayed at, um, but slippers that say the wind on it. <laughs> I think the slippers are complimentary BB because they're on your feet. That's true. They don't want you to like give those back or anything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he brought them home, and you wore them for almost all the a time. decade. Yeah. All the time. Well, I had multiple pairs of them because they wore out real fast. They were thin, fucking cheap ass slippers. <laughs> they gave them away. I forgot but so. yeah, they gave them away. But I had a, I had maybe six or seven pairs over the course of like four or five years. I wore them just around the house and around the garage and just kind of fucking you know kicking it and after uh after steve Wynn came out with the after these allegations came out against him i decided uh and you know it's kind of in poor taste i guess because i don't have a pair of them and i haven't had a pair of them for a while but i decided that after after these allegations came out against him that we're gonna start a movement hashtag burn the slippers and anybody out there any man out there something smells good out there any man out there who has been to the wind recently and has the slippers, you know what I'm talking about. It's time for you to torch those fuckers. But you wanted to make a bigger movement out of hashtag burn the slippers? Yeah, this is the men supporting the women. Gotcha. Burn the slippers. Burn the slippers. And it's basically a stop metaphor for for Louis stop CK's watching stuff. Steve Harvey. Stop supporting Steve Louis Harvey, really? or Steve Harvey Weinstein. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Stop supporting him too, though, because he's I, a dingus. I, I think I've mentioned this though. It's creepy as hell because every single Tarantino movie that I love to watch, the first things that come up are a Weinstein company. Lord of the Rings, the first thing that comes up, a Weinstein company. Stop supporting all these flicks. Stop. I already own them. <laughs> Throw them out. Burn the slippers, dude. Hashtag burn the slippers. We're gonna we're gonna film it and we're gonna put it on our our uh, Twitter page as a link and that's gonna be our we're gonna stand in solidarity did you see uh, Rose Byrne is that her last name uh, Rose McGowan yeah Rose McGowan Burn. you're still thinking about burning the slippers no, I don't know man I'm really bad with because I don't watch a lot of movies and a lot of TV so like when actors like show up and do stuff I'm like wait who is this per-? unless it's like a really big name like, going back to what we were talking about about faking how much you know about trivia and stuff some people are like oh who's that I know exactly who it is in the four shows they've been in but I don't know I don't know yeah I mean <laughs> but, but for me like actors and actresses especially because it's one thing I'm just not very like passionate about like I just really don't I don't enjoy watching movies like people. I, I I will sit down and watch a movie, but I I IMDb people all the time. I am not. That's, that's I am not big on actors and actresses. That's another rabbit but hole. But Rose know. McGowan, yep. I think it was from uh, from Charmed. Charmed, yes. She basically did this interview 
with I forget who the Alyssa Milano's the, boobs were not enough, so they were like, "We need more boobs." So they added dude, Rose. McGowan she came to that out show. and she was just like, "That bitch is a liar." I don't. Her Me Too movement is is she's full of what? shit. Yeah, what? she's a Where liar. Where was this? This we're was like on. A, no, no, we're like an hour into this, and you're saying Me Too. The entire Me Too movement is bullshit. Well, no, according to Rose McGowan, not me. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. I thought you were claiming that Rose McGowan is bullshit. No, oh, no. Okay. Rose McGowan is saying Alyssa Milano is full of shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to see this interview no. if you get a chance. Yeah, she's... Because that's, uh, like I said, that's basically Shannon Doherty, Alyssa Milano, and that other chick. We're on we're on Charmed forever. Shannon Doherty left, and they brought in Lo- Rose McGowan. And if you ever watch... The only reason I know what Charmed even is is because... It's about witches, right? Basketball is on TNT. Oh. Like, NB- NBA basketball is on TNT a lot. So I'll have a basketball game on. And the games either start at like 4.30 or 5. And right before the games are episodes of Charmed. So when I'll turn back to the to the channel, or sometimes I'll just turn on my TV and it's already on that channel. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, let me, it's 4.49, the game's at 5. Let me just put on TNT and not have to worry about it. And I watch the last 10 minutes of Charmed, or at least it's just on. And at some point, Shannon Doherty was replaced. Alyssa Milano was like in the early 90s. She was like super hot huge girl. she yeah. was the super hot girl and then Rose McGowan came out of nowhere and she has even more gratuitous cleavage on this show okay it's crazy you have to listen to this so now they have a, like a rivalry apparently let's listen to your it your former charmed co-star Alyssa Milano gets a lot of credit for helping me to go viral so Rose McGowan is not impressed are you proud of her I don't like her see I don't think this is against why because I think she's a lie why? Do you think I don't know these people? Is she British? I thought this was like out of a movie. I was like, I'm is not this looking real? at this from the outside. This bitch sounds like she's acting. I know she's married to CAA agent. Do the math. Who's behind Times Up? CAA. Where do they meet? CAA. Who needs good PR? CAA. Who are part of the pimp problem? CAA. This girl's these woke are very as powerful fuck, dude. Are talking about. They are. Her and Kyrie need to get together because they'll find all the secrets. Oh, man. Her and Kyrie Irving need to be the next power couple because they are the two wokest people. On this yeah, planet. and I guess Melissa Milano came out with a statement that just said, like, hey, I always have supported this bitch. And Well, that's what's crazy because now, now I don't think that she has a problem with Time's Up movement. And I don't know if, like, the entire – I mean, she's not, I don't think she's even saying that it's fraud. I think she's just got a beef with Alyssa Milano. <laughs> well, did it not sound like she was fucking reading a script? Like – I feel like she's given that. I don't no. like her. Well, that's the thing. I feel like she's been asked this many times, and now she's on TV, so she's got the rehearsed answer. And like any, you know, stories. No, or no, <laughs> even any story that you've been asked a bunch of times, you're like, well, let me tell you, because you've yeah. told it eight other times before. Well, let me tell you. Yeah, but I thought that First was fucking all, hilarious. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so she, it's like a whole conspiracy. She thinks that that they started this movement to get publicity i don't even know what caa is it's a, 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 a agency like a casting agency no like like agents like when you're a celebrity you sign with an agent oh, and they, oh you know, like a talent agency yeah oh yeah i had CAA's, no idea caa is like the top one like i thought like img was like espn personalities sign with caa or img 
Yeah. No, IMG is more for the, like the, 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 the actual athletes. Oh, whatever. CAA is more the media. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what it was. I was like, CAA, like what the fuck is that? I didn't look it up at all. Otherwise I would have had an answer for it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I just thought that that was hilarious, but I still stand by my burn the slippers movement. I'm not, I'm not here to fucking, you know, throw stones at anyone particular for being full of shit and whether or not Alyssa Milano is full of shit. I think the movement itself is, is, you know, uh, benevolent like you can't fucking say that these women shouldn't stand up for themselves and 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 tell everybody who the awful people are out there so and again whether or not she did it for attention I don't know why I'm saying started again, some good fucking I don't know if I've ever motion. made this point before but like when your intentions are bad but the result is good can you blame the person that started the thing that ended up in a good place do you need to that's what i'm like i mean if things are done for selfish reasons but they end up being positives for everybody like yeah is that fine is that cool i mean i'm willing to look the other way i guess some philosophers had the whole thing where intent is everything intent is everything intent is everything and some people are like no what happens is everything frisky dingo where he tries to destroy the world but actually fixes fucking global warming and and then and then runs for president president. runs for president on the platform (laughs) fix global warming when really he like set off a rocket which pushed america further away from the sun he tried to (laughs) fucking destroy he tried to push them into the sun or something you know (laughs) Net result. Global <laughs> warming. Oh man. So uh You're a one trick pony. It's a pretty big pony. <laughs> pretty big pony. That's awesome. Anyway, um what did we had one more thing? So yeah, so that was our uh our perv watch news. Um Cured it. we talked about uh Aziz and we talked about Steve uh win but also the the gymnastics guy got sentenced to 175 years of prison oh yeah the michigan larry nasser or whatever and now michigan was. state it's michigan state's going through what penn state went through like eight years ago they're just cannibalizing each other and yeah they're just gonna be in a bad place for a while oh my god it's a mess out there folks but i feel like that's the weird thing about twitter is when things happen like this people's inner opinions and emotions come out and sides are drawn and i feel like irreparable irreparable damage is done beyond the crime and beyond the victims friends are lost people realize oh you think this way about this like now you're trying to protect the school in favor of like you know doing this or oh you're trying to destroy our school by just firing everybody well while i feel like twitter is really good at conveying information it also does a very poor job of 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 being a, a good forum for discussion. I had a tweet today. It's turning into Facebook, dude. Oh, you did? I did. I well, said, I said, I said, I said, Twitter's becoming Facebook. That's it. Yeah. Short and sweet. And then comma y'all. Y'all. Twitter's becoming Facebook, y'all. And yeah, you are right. In a it's way. Just, it's, it's now in the comments. Like, like now the content lies in the con- comment section and it's all bad. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, part of what was so annoying about Facebook before I decided to not really ever use it again was just like, I was just seeing things from people I just didn't want to see or care about. Like, and you, well, now they actually do have a feature on Facebook where you can still stay friends with someone without them ever showing up to your feed. But that's, that was the point where in Twitter you can follow the people you want to follow 
and no one's butthurt by you not following them. Yeah. In Facebook, it's like, why aren't you my friend anymore? You're back in the people you may know section because you've unfriended me. Because you're a fucking douche. <laughs> and I haven't seen you in fucking 10 years. I made I became friends with you in, fr- uh, in high school because everyone in high school was friends with each other. Because I was forced to see you every fucking day. But now I don't have to do that. So fuck you. Josh Pixler, I don't give a fuck. You are a fucking dweeb. <laughs> you've always been a dweeb. I was a tolerant of your dweebness because I was forced to sit next to you in a couple classes but now I don't have to see your ugly face anymore and you're a dweeb and that's that's what's what's really frustrating about Facebook but Twitter's kind of the same way you're right because it's like I see a lot of stuff or I'm just like I don't I don't need this in my life like I really don't I, I really don't need this in my life. And I just dog on you on Twitter just to be annoying. No, I know. I, I've definitely started to say a whole tweet and then just exit out, cancel. That's where, draft. like, I was, like, yeah. like two years ago. I would, like, have things typed out. Never mind. What's this? Like, I would just be like. And, and just be like, what am I doing here? Like, what? Why? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's a guy. Know? And that's just, like, just why my tweeting has pretty much it's just a guy on on Twitter. every now and then i may probably not even real that's the that's the thing yeah. that really got me i'm like these well people i never got that real. far into it like i never got into so for like me twitter was always kind of like a way to stroke my own ego like and and just sort of like say fucking shit and just see who liked or retweeted or commented on something you know what i mean like it was kind of like a a way to just sort of kind of just be a fucking just have a platform and i never was never really like concerned with what other people were saying like to this day like i still don't like people's tweets or comments unless they have done it to mine yeah first and then i kind of that just becomes that like reply like reply like like circle likes one of my comments you feel bad replying without to something and like his comment (laughs) like as a form of reciprocation and it's not to say that i don't like what he has to say i just don't think the like function has much like merit like i i what are you gonna do with all those likes like what is this like you know what i mean like what i just it's never made a whole ton of sense to me same with the thumbs up on fucking facebook it's like why not just say that you like something if you really like it do you remember poking dude when you could poke people yeah and all it did was poke them and then they poked you back would you like to poke back yes Yes. And then you just got in this poke war that meant nothing. <laughs> and you couldn't evolve to the fucking, would you like to slug them in the arm this time? <laughs> but I feel like that's what liking is. Hey, good job, man. Well, I mean, poke. and there are some things like if like, a, it, like, you know, because like your likes do show up in other people's. Uh, and that's what's weird. My, my, cause, because yeah. I see like a lot s- of stuff that you like and like I'm like, s- why am I seeing this? Like, like you like, said, likes show up, but for some reason it's in my mind. I'm going to like this, but I'm not going to retweet it. <laughs> Even yeah. though I know it's got the same chance of showing up in one of my followers, like that's why I kind of almost liked it when view. you could favorite things, and no one. Would Even know. though the function is not really different, but it wasn't like oh, so and so liked this, and I'm like, I don't care. Like I, you know, good for them. Like I'm glad that they are enjoying things, but do I need to know about <laughs> it? Like does it do? Am I losing sleep over? not knowing what somebody else got amusement out of or found, you know, provocative or, you know, thought provoking. Like what, why do I need to know what you're liking or what, who's liking, or especially when you follow the random talking heads and it's just like, you just see like, 
bum chill ups like this and you're just like i love this guy's twitter account he likes a lot of stuff but i don't fucking care what he likes like i love what he has to say on twitter i just don't care about what he likes like oh man like you know spencer's the best in college football but yeah him some, and, see, but yeah uh, he's he's he, he definitely shows up in the whole liked, like you know bum and you're like well, how this. is this here it's not a retweet it's well, very then, esoteric oh like and then if guy. you have the time you're forced to go down the rabbit hole, which is the frustrating part about Always. it. You're like, why did he like this? Always. Why is this thread? And they do this with Bomani Jones all the time. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just that I've been paying less attention, but I feel like he's actually been tweeting a lot less. Hmm. Well, his show, he doesn't do his radio I show I know anymore, that. Yeah, so. I did pick that up. He's kind of in like a limbo before him and Pablo start where he doesn't. Where I think he doesn't just, have much to do. He's just taking like a three-month break. taking a sabbatical. Yeah. But yeah, but with Bomani, as much as I love the guy's prolific tweeting like i honestly do enjoy the fact that it seems like he never sleeps like it seems like he is constantly awake oh my God. he's like the donald trump of twitter to draw a very a very poor comparison donald trump and bomani jones are likely the same person running their twitter accounts because non-stop they're clapping back at people all the time they're tweeting about shit all the time like at weird hours of the day the people that like go on someone's celebrity twitter account shut up fool yeah he's never gonna see that bomani will respond to you oh you know Always. and shame you he has so many quote tweets where he's got a caption above and you try to click on the tweet and it's this deleted tweet is unavailable so yeah. many people that try to come at him end up deleting their tweets because he's like really dude here you go now you're on my timeline because yeah he just <laughs> feeds them to the sharks and then the people are the, his fucking stands just go after him you know and and that's great don't get me wrong i appreciate that because i'm not fucking stupid enough to say that you, you know, know what it reminds me of it reminds me of uh hit him up tupac does his first verse and he goes i don't even know why i'm on this track i'm gonna let I'm my gonna homies ride on ride you. on you yeah <laughs> that's exactly what he does dude he just throws him out He's there like, you're not worth my time here he throws it out there for his for his fucking stands to just eat you alive like hungry sharks and it's a genius move dude it's a genius move if you have the contingency of followers that he does that you don't even even if you're still anonymous you don't have your real name you don't have your real picture people are still coming at your they're gonna blow your fucking phone up dude if you have any notifications on your phone that shit is gonna light up like a Christmas and that's where you see no likes no retweets 15 responses and you're like oh poor guy yeah dude yeah and I it I took me a while to realize it's like why are people deleting the tweet and then I'm like, well, I guess if my phone was fucking constantly blowing up and every time I check my Twitter, I had 700 new fucking And that's notifications. why so many of the most hateful things that come his way come from people following three people and have zero followers because it's an account they made yesterday. Just it's, to fucking troll. Just to troll Bomani before yeah. they get tired of everyone coming at him. They delete that one, make a new one. But, uh, but the thing about seeing other people's likes and... The point I was going to make about Bomani Jones's tweets is, is he'll go on because it's not a blog and he can't fucking encapsulate all of his thoughts the in threads. one tweet. That's annoying. I will say that in, even increasing Sometimes it threads to, are cool, but daily threads. And that's the thing. Threads that you don't have a thought of. Some people make threads based on something they wrote and they were like, OK, I'm going to put this in. And yeah. because it's only 140 characters or 280 or whatever it is now, I can't fit it all. But I'm going to have this 
thread and it's going to be fucking 17 separate tweets but it's all the same thing whereas he's literally thinking out loud yeah well and i appreciate that but i also just don't like the fact that it turns into like 17 tweet threads yeah and and twitter's like not the format to 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 hash your thoughts out (laughs) to, to, to read things in great detail like like it's it's hard enough to like read stuff on your phone because yeah. it's like it's just such a it's such a way for you to just well, avoid anytime you check your phone you're checking it for 30 seconds exactly you're not, you're not exactly. checking it to be like exactly. well i'm on well, the I'm toilet really 10 minutes really gonna digest all this information and some people will go on a thread for 17 18 20 <laughs> tweets and it's just like okay what's the overarching theme here what's the point like you know why why did this happen but with bomani it's like you see a tweet and it's like very vague and you're like Okay. Who was that in response to? How did this start? Where did this start? And then you have to go into his fucking timeline. And next thing you know, you're looking at it and you're like, this, this tweet was posted six hours ago and he's on the East coast. It's 10 o'clock here. <laughs> like he was up at six 30. Oh, uh, he was up at four full, <laughs> full of energy. Yeah. Bigger full. Did he even go to sleep? That's the thing I find most times. It's like, he'll send a tweet. Over here, eleven a at eleven p.m. Good night, y'all. <laughs> and then I'll wake up the next morning after eight nine hours of of not checking my phone, and it'll be like seven hours ago, and I'll be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Did he sleep for two hours? What's a guy's deal? I love him to death, but damn, like, you just you got to take a break, man. You can't just flame out like that." Um. As far as uh, topics go, I think we did a real good job uh, not... If we were going to talk about video games, but we can get... Yes, let's do time. it. That's what we can spend the last fucking, what, 15, 20 minutes on? Oh, okay. All right, so I, I, the only reason I want to talk about this is because... Well, I hashed this out, is because I have been listening to video game-centric podcasts okay. the last, like, week, right? Um, on the way to work. I, ha- I have an hour commute to and from work so i've got a lot of time to listen to stuff other than music yeah and you know sometimes like listening to music gets kind of like stale you're just like and if it's unless it's something new that i'm really trying to like give my full attention to like i don't want to listen to the same your daily your daily mixes can only take you so far yeah yeah and some days you're in the mood for them and other days you're just like no i heard this yesterday let's let's, let's listen to something kind of like thought-provoking so i'll go into like the podcast section of uh of uh itunes or whatever and i'll look for something like you know i'll just type in like chrono trigger or you know legend of zelda and i'll see like oh this episode we talk about this we talk about this and it really started with uh these dudes talking about final fantasy like this is like a podcast basically these two fucking dorky dudes uh just talking about all the final fantasy games that they played and basically what they do is they play through a portion of it and then they take an hour and a half two hours and just talk about it like this is what we thought and they don't talk about just like the game they talk about the battle system the mechanics the music the 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 art all that other stuff and i was like this is a fucking like really cool idea like to 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 people like you and me you know what i mean who who have played a fucking mass amount of video games and spent a lot of hours playing video games in our lives and i was just thinking like dude we should totally do something like this we should just pick a game that's not super fucking long and super fucking complicated and just beat it like and just take you know over the course of fucking three four weeks just play a game on the side and just beat it and then fucking once a week get together and spend 45 minutes talking about it like and i was trying to figure out what could we do what what would be a good game like i kind of wanted to be something like classic that you know that we've played before that we fucking uh we sort of already know about 
so that way we don't miss like important details and that's why i was thinking like when shadow comes out dude that's what we should do like we should play shadow divide it up into three fucking episodes play through the first fucking you know four colossuses and then you know just break it up evenly and that way we just have something to totally fucking talk about i just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on something like that. i don't know where to begin um fuck i could talk about this all day um the beginnings the birth the the years in the making of this podcast were literally us after college classes smoking weed or sometimes ditching college classes just to smoke weed most likely always ditching classes. and playing video games in your garage yeah and once we hit about 2011 2012 we started doing this thing where we were getting platinum trophies and it's not just playing a game spinning your wheels having fun it's doing it with a purpose yeah, to get to like objectives to close to as 100 percent completion as you can so we're talking about them out loud we're not playing the same game at the same time at any point but this has kind of been a long hatched out idea like. and it and it was because of those things that we were like dude we should do so so six years after podcasts were cool we started making a podcast yeah <laughs> but that's literally how it started was us sitting around playing video games and it's not like one day after high school we were like oh finally we can start playing video games we've been playing video games since we were five years old four years old three years old like it's the only thing in my life that i've never thought like twice about as far as my skills go like i know that you can pretty much sit me in front of any video game and i'll fucking figure it out and and fucking succeed like and it, and it was pretty funny because i remember one day uh when we were like in eighth grade our baseball uh game we were playing against each other and both of my coaches got tossed. <laughs> so the second my like third coach got tossed, um, the umpire was like, Fuck the umpire this, just I'm out. left. I'm so out. <laughs> 15 minutes into our game, we're, our game's over. So we expected to have our entire Saturday morning playing Little League baseball, which is something we had done since we were five years old. You were used to it. The second we realized we didn't have to play anymore, we can go home and play video games. So like, we, uh, you and I had been playing baseball since we were five, and the first thing we wanted to do was play video games. So that's how ingrained this is into our lives and pretty much many people of our generation. There's a good chance at that age in your life, if you had to be at a field at 930, that you had already played two and a half hours of video games before getting to the baseball field. You got up, you maybe ate a bowl of cereal, and you're like, I can get in two solid hours. Saturdays were a fucking serious Oof. time. And it's like, it, I do this now when we play golf, like early. I can't get out of bed Monday through f Sunday through Friday to save my ass. Like I, dude, I will hit the snooze button on my alarm 17 times, but Saturday morning we have a fucking 6:45 tea time. I'm out of bed at 4:30. You're like, playing Fallout for I'm two hours, <laughs> rolling out of bed. I'm turning on fucking something and fucking around. And and dude, always, always, and it's always been that way. As a little kid, up at fucking on a Saturday up at fucking five in the morning, just, but I'm saying we've been, we've been not athletes, but we've been athletic our entire lives playing sports and still the thing that continues. What do we do on our sleepovers in, in high school rather than, you know, Ooh, let's get a beer and get drunk. No, let's just sit around let's and play, play Medal of honor all <laughs> night. Let's Literally. play super smash brother. Let's play Mario all Kart night. Like, yeah. These were all the things night. of our childhood. And, when we were in college, we finally like took a new spin on it to just be like, let's just not like have fun and 
beat a game that we beat a million times before. Let's try to beat every single aspect of it and go through the trials and tribulations out loud. So the fact that we now might want to start doing like a side podcast of, and mainly it would be streaming because that's what's crazy. Dudes are like making six figures a year oh, streaming. Dude. You know on how much this breaks my heart. You know, you know how much right this now, my heart. right now at the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl site. There is a show on ESPN2 that Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram of the Saints, is like a color commentator on. They're doing Madden right now on ESPN2 as we're recording this. Yeah. 7.30 on a Thursday night, they're doing live Madden championships on TV. And I, I, read, crazy. I read this article uh, from a site called Kotaku. Which yeah, is yeah. like it's one of the big Gawker. Like, yeah, it's part of Gawker or whatever. But it's like, it was, the, it's like the video, it's a video game. game variant of Deadspin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was this article that was saying like you know, uh, and you know how kind of they're like tongue in cheek, like all their articles are really yeah, just yeah. sort of like like dry and sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was really like, can your child you know make a living playing video games? And the whole point of the article was just like, maybe your child won't be the next fucking Dota 2 champion or League of Legends champion. Maybe they won't make six figures a year. But put it in realistic terms. There's a good chance that your child won't make six figures. Yeah. Working a job after studying their asses off. But if your child can make 65, 70 grand a year playing video games, why would you prevent that? Like, and this is the thing I think about all the time when I was young is that video games in my house were tolerated, but they were a form of fucking leisure. Like yeah. it was not like like video games and computers especially. Like my grandma was always just like, do your you homework, have to do literally you can play everything it. first before I allow you to play video games. And and I never fucking ever. I just sort of I guess bought into that. Like I, I can I well you can't make a living doing this, so I guess I gotta fucking do all this other shit first, and then when I have time I can play video games. And now I look at all these people, not even competitively playing, but having fucking Twitch streams. And I think that legitimately I think that if we did the fucking if we'd have done this, if we'd have had the balls to fucking drop everything that we're fucking doing and fucking stream 24-7 playing video games like we were doing, dude, we'd be making I was legitimate- the same amount we'd be making now, if not more. I was legitimately looking, and that's the thing, it's not like you have to go out of your way to do this because I, I, I know you don't as much, or maybe you have been more recently. I still put a good 20 to 30 hours a week at least into video games. And I don't get paid to do it. So if I if it was an incentive to you need to be on because your followers want you to be on, I oh my god, look, <laughs> oh my god, my job requires me to be there a minimum of thirty hours a week. I'm there a minimum of thirty hours a week, sometimes a little more depending on what it takes to get the job done. If I could guarantee that I got paid fifty grand a year to play video games, it'd be a fucking eighty hour a week job. Oh my like god. I would be putting in, putting so, in much so much overtime. overtime. <laughs> like I would, you don't understand, like. And I just grew up believing, like, oh, I just, I can't do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these are fun and this is what I love, but it's not something that I, you know. Well, that's what's funny, too. Like, that's what I started realizing was people were like, that's a waste of time. You should get outside and do what? Go for a run? Because they've done studies. If you work out once a week, that makes you healthier than someone who doesn't work out at all. If you work out five times a week, that doesn't make you any healthier than someone who works out once a week. But to put a personal spin on it, how many times did you show up as I was fucking getting done with a run? And then yeah. what did we do for four and a half, five hours after that? Totally. Sat and played fucking video totally. games. Totally. But what I'm saying is that... Um, you can do both. 
You can do both. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that people who are like, you could be outside and do it. I'm like, Why I already I? had baseball practice once this week. You're literally just substituting one thing that passes time For and telling me to do something else that passes time. Because in your head, this is better than that. When I can talk about so many things, reading a uh, instruction book when you're ta- when you're trying to build something from IKEA, I can do those things so quickly, and people are like, "Why?" Video games are pointless, and I'm like, "It just helped actually, me. It just helped me read these instructions and figure out what to do actually, way faster than you could." <laughs> because I treated it like a game. Yes. And I fucking was like, "There's a certain set of rules. There's a certain set of parameters. There's a certain amount of objects that I'm given." My my sister. It was a nightmare the first six months of trying to learn to drive. I was a nightmare for about half an hour. And I'm like, oh, I've got this. I made one <laughs> shitty fucking left turn. And after that, my driving was fucking impeccable. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, I've been driving in Gran Turismo. For, I've since been I was waiting for this old. since I was fucking nine. Like, I have been waiting for this moment. I've been doing Cruising USA and Mario Kart. And every for, single Dave and Busters I've ever been do in. Do you want to see me drift this corner right now? Because I can do it. I've never done it before, but I know how. Is that fucked up? I know exactly how to do that. Remember that time my sister got that new car and uh, that blue fucking Lancer? (laughs) That was fucking nuts, dude. That was awesome, right? Oh, my God. That was all video games, dude. That was all video games. My sister got this blue Lancer, used car, a Mitsubishi Lancer. Why did you and I take it for a spin? Who knows? But she let us do it. And she let us take it for a spin. And we went in Joseph Aparicio's neighborhood. Yeah, we were in a neighborhood literally five miles away from where we were. Like, we weren't just on a joyride. We were just out, like, cruising, right? You were like, I'm going to use this handbrake at some point. <laughs> I'm going to fucking try to drift at some point is what I said. And you were just like, probably just like, oh, sure, whatever. Like, that's not going to work. And we get going. We pick up some speed. And we're in this residential neighborhood. And we come across this left turn. No one's coming for us. So we're just going to try to do this. Either a left or right turn. I, I remember it was a left a right I, turn. Uh, maybe it was. I thought it was a left turn because we kind of just went and I made this turn and I fucking whipped up on the fucking the emergency brake and the fart the car just fucking how did you know to do that was it Fast and the Furious or was it video games video I, games I know it from Paul Walker just going video games dude it was video games it was from playing Grand Theft Auto a number of times and knowing that if I hit R1 which simulates what the emergency brake well, is supposed what, to do that's what's funny in the instructions of those games it was always brake was box but handbrake was R1, and you're like, what's the handbrake? Oh, the handbrake makes you drift, whereas brake handbrake, is, brake just makes you stop. Handbrake makes you fucking slide. The handbrake is like you fucking pushing down on the fucking... The brake is like you just slowing down, but the handbrake was you fucking pushing, flooring that fucking sucker, and we came across this turn, and I fucking whipped up on the, the emergency brake, and I felt the car fucking fishtail, and we fucking... It's the only time I've done, like, a controlled, non-icy roads, non-wet roads, fucking fishtail drift sideways, and as we were seeing the street that we were now turning on there's this kid and it's like three kids dude (laughs) there's this there's these kids on their in their front yard on their bikes with little training wheels and they're just stunned frozen as we're drifting and once your tires lock and we start going forward their arms just go yeah 
that was awesome. That was a that was a oh crowning achievement in my life. I was so proud of myself oh. that moment. I was just like, this is this is definitely that was so much fun. Yeah, this and I will tell you what, I had the balls to do that and the knowledge to do that. I I never tried that before ever. I had the balls to do that because of all the Grand Theft Auto I played. And a lot of people say, well, that's really irresponsible. Video games in real life don't always translate. But you know what? Sometimes they the do. core concepts are there. Drifting Sometimes is a simple, they... simple, simple fucking concept. Really do. And I achieved greatness that day because I knew what to do. I knew how to fucking operate. So I think that we should, when uh, Shadow comes out, I think that that's what we should do, dude. We should play the remake of Shadow. We should fucking... Shadow of the Colossus is my favorite game ever, and it came out in like 2004 for the PS2. Which is a great place to start, I think. And it came out again on the PS3 when we were in this middle of like beating the shit out of games and it's like one of the hardest but most rewarding fucking games I've ever played. It's a giant map. It's got nothing in it but these 16 bosses that you have to beat. You're riding on a horse. All the cool elements are there. You've got a bow and arrow. You've got a glowing sword. You're stabbing motherfuckers in the head. You're climbing dudes that are like 20 stories tall. You're killing these monstrosities. Did like you these- fart? She probably did. Oh my god, you smell so bad. That's my dog. She's ripping cheese over there. Oh god. But uh it's got these monstrous enemies and the coolest part about the game is like the way that it forces you to interact with the environment and the monsters themselves, the colossi. The monsters have hair on them and you literally or hair f- or like stone steps or you literally just have like, to you know, hold a button down and that's your rock climbing oh, button. Oh, so cool. And you're just you fucking scaling these you giant use the, in 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 every other game where bosses are big they aren't treated like part of the environment. In Dark Souls, when you face a boss that's 20 stories tall, you're just whacking his feet all day. You're dodging around. You're just trying you're to trying avoid him. You're trying to get him. stepped on, and you're trying not to... He'll bend over and try to swing his club uh-huh. at you, and you can't see him because... You're just waiting for the right time it's to a strike. Th- it's a three-dimensional world, but you can only see this two-dimensional box, so you can't like look up while running. And it's just hard as fuck to fight a dude's ankles. But in this game, you literally need to jump on a cliff and jump off the cliff, land on this dude's head, go for a ride as he tries to knock you off. You have a certain Hang amount on. of yeah. you have a certain amount of strength, like anyone does. Where at a certain point, you're just gonna let go because you can't hold on anymore. And in that time, when you're trying to hold on, you also need to stab him in the fucking head. And the bosses Ugh. don't just encourage you to interact with your environment. They force you to yeah. be aware of your fucking surroundings to 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 approach things this guy doesn't have any totally hair and anything it's, i can unreach so i gotta oh, like look around to make him uh, go on his knees or like get above him somehow who knows let's it's find out not my favorite game of all time but it's definitely in my like side list of games that i often overlook and don't give enough credit to how awesome they are well the the coolest dynamic of it is the hardest part of getting the platinum trophy was these things called time attacks and you have not only are you destroying these bosses that are already hard enough and on their own now you have five and a half minutes to do it and it needs and at that point it becomes like a uh like a routine you have to learn you have to do this right now and then do that right now. And yeah. if you fuck up once, might as well start over. You start not, over. You're not going to yeah. have enough time to do it. Were again. you able to save in the time attack? No. no I mean, you, what do you mean? 
Like, like, let's say you beat like four of the bosses. Oh yeah, yeah you're fine. And then you could just the like, second you beat one, you're good. Okay, cool. I meant because the one I couldn't beat forever was the third one. I beat all the other ones, and I would have to go back to the third one, and it frustrated me to no end. We went to the. Well, I took a break from it for a week. We went to a bar. We made fun of Bobby who was skating the entire time. Remember for that for the dollar pizzas that we went to. What was that that pizza place Fucking, that we went to? Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, and we was like, "This is great deal, dude. It's like dollar pizza," and it took us like forty five minutes to get our pizza and I was all mad Bobby was skating with his friend the whole time not even talking to us we go back on the very first attempt after that fucking got it I, I got You're it so frustrated it motivated you to do when is it when does it come out it comes out like in like two days doesn't the remastered it? PS4 version of Shadow of Colossus comes out I think in late February I thought it said I thought I saw I was literally at we're in February now by two the way. days ago picking up the Final Fantasy 3 DS version I have to beat that game I've tried to beat it two different times and I I never did. The, D- I, the Final Fantasy three. Yeah, that game was amazing. And at one point, I glitched and I was on a boat. You know how like when you're on the water, you automatically turn into a boat. Yeah. Somehow smaller than the human sprite that you are. Yeah. I was on a boat and somehow the boat was on land. So you got all fucked. Glitched. Up. And I had played for four hours without saving. And I'm like, do I really want to do everything again that yeah. I had done? I need to beat that game. It's like it's like Mario RPG 2, where you beat the game, you fall in a pit, you've got six more bosses to beat. And you're like, I thought I was done with this fucking game. Fucking none. But I think that that's definitely what we should do. We should play uh, Shadow of Colossus. Just break it up. Uh, you know, give ourselves a week to beat fucking four bosses oh, or whatever. shit. This does come out next week. Yeah, it literally comes out in what, like the the seventh or Tuesday, something? Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but um, well, well, back to the point of streaming. People make money streaming because for some reason, the way we grew up on watching YouTube videos, kids today that aren't even millennials—I don't even know what to call these kids—kids that were born in like two thousand five and beyond. Like, what are they? Generation Z. I don't know, but they watch live streams we were we would watch videos and share videos of like dude this is my favorite video like you got to check this out there you are watching live stuff that is just constantly new but to our old now old eyes it's like who would find this entertaining 11 year olds would find it oh, i wouldn't be lying if i've told you i've watched people speed around dark souls on twitch and just because it's wow how'd they do that but people like the kid, like the 11 year olds love this to a point where they put it on the background like it's music like they'll do other stuff while they're like oh yeah i've got a stream going on like i'm just watching it yeah and that's how people make that's how people get 50 million viewers and all those viewers turn into ad revenue and that's how you make a hundred thousand dollars a year playing video games i think that we were just like and we can't understand why but we could totally make money off of it too at the same time uh, that's what I mean. I think like when we were doing this, we were just like two fucking days ahead of the curve. Like we were just like, this would be great if we had a fucking outlet to to well, share all this shit thing. with. Not like, only can you just be like, sweet, now turn on a camera and we'll do our same thing. No, you got to turn on a camera. You got to advertise yourself. You have to. Which I could totally do. Set a schedule. That you I have to totally be do. like, this is when I play. This is when you guys can check yeah. me out. Um. And that's the, that'd be the weird thing when it's like it would be hard when it's like 8 p.m. Thursday night and you're, and you're like fucking tired, dude. I kind of just want to go to sleep and normally I would go to sleep, but yeah. now it's my job to stream. Therefore, I'm gonna go put in three hours of streaming. 
Well, I, would it feel like look, a job then? Probably not. No. Maybe, maybe because, the first five minutes when you're yeah. like, oh, I don't really feel like this. And then you're just back to playing video games. Yeah. And I mean, long story short, that's what you're doing, dude. You're playing video games and you're just, you're, ta- you're talking people through it. You're just like, well, huh. I forgot he was there. Da, 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 da. Like just talking about video games. Hey, like, furry Pete. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I think that, that we were just like when we were fucking super into what we were doing when it came to finding trophies and shit. Yep. We were just fucking like literally right on the precipice of that. And I don't think Twitch was really like a viable platform yet. No. And literally like the year after I was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to do this and do Twitch that. Twitch up. fucking blew up. And yeah. I was just like, fuck, man, we could have just made a channel fucking trophy hunters. That's all we did, dude. We fucking would have fucking quit, not quit our jobs, but that's the thing. So many Work part time, moved into an apartment together, so and many, just fucking so done many it all the time. Have YouTube channels of this is how you do this, this is how you do this. Check out my other videos where I do this and do this. We would be doing it live as it happened without a real goal of like this is what you're going to accomplish. We would do this show while playing a video game stream. That would have been the whole point. That would have been the whole appeal. It would have just been like, here's these two guys. They're going to set out blindly to acquire every trophy in the game. All right. And then while I'm riding this horse with this next guy, dude, did you hear about that Aziz Ansari thing? No. And that dude, it's dude. It would have been fucking genius. Who's to say we can't fucking do it now? We should. We should try it. But we got to get that camera. We got to set it up. Because that was the whole point of that was the whole problem with this yeah. thing was finding a home to start like to the most comfortable thing. Because we would try to do it in my living room. It was too echoey. It was weird. My dogs would always run in. Or you tried to go to the garage. And the only reason I didn't volunteer this place right away is because I just felt bad for Jordan. Like I was yeah, just like, yeah. I don't want to have her just sit around and feel like she can't do anything. But then she got comfortable Turns and out, started. She fucking <laughs> loves being a part of this shit. She's so. the underrated third member of this. She's, yeah. And as Bobby has referred to her a million times, she's producer Jordan. Like, Does Bobby listen to this? I don't think he does. I don't think he does, though, just to be an asshole like i don't think he will but i was like dude we need to do another sam jack attack what's your fucking problem like yeah we have two sam jack attack episodes if anyone wants to watch them which is essentially us watching a movie while doing this show we might as well shamelessly plug a minute and one hour and 50 minutes into this fucking thing we do have two sam jack attacks i wasn't a part of the first one uh i still have not on the first yeah one. that was legit the first episode we did was a sam jack attack bobby which is, and i which is why i had resentment yeah, it wasn't actually why it wasn't the first episode that we did. It was the first episode that got published. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why this thing got as far as it did, because Tyler just all of a sudden was just like, I got a fire under my ass. Uh, so we did a Sam Jack attack on fucking Black Sink Moan, Bobby and I did. And then we all got mm. together and did uh, Snakes, Snakes on, a on a Plane. I forgot what we said we were going to fucking do. Is I kept saying Jungle, Jungle Fever, Fever or uh, Shaft. Shaft, dude. <laughs> Shaft. Shaft would be great. Shaft would be great. We need to make this happen as soon as possible. I'm going to buy a fucking third mic. We essentially, if anyone's ever seen Mystery Science Theater 3000, we essentially do that audioly without with like, Sam Jack without movies. seeing the people in the front row of a movie theater and yeah, to only Sam Jack movies. And it, we had a, we had a, we had a stipulation, right? Like he can't, it can't just be like the, he cult. has to be like the guy. He can't just be Mace Windu yeah. in a Star Wars yeah. movie. He actually, and he can't be fucking, and that's uh, what made us realize Nick Fury or anything. That's what made us We're realize. not watching, uh, uh, not Inglorious Bastards, but uh, no, the, oh, like, any, Django any, Unchained yeah. because he's only in that movie for like forty-five minutes. It's a three-hour movie. Like that was the thing that we realized, though. Sam Jack isn't actually a star of as many movies as you would think. 
No, no. It's cameos in all of them. So there's actually kind of a limited number. There's of like movies. 12 movies that we can legitimately watch. Like, And we did like probably the most famous <laughs> that he's a star of. There's one where he's a cop. That? There's one where he's a cop. I can't remember what it's called, but um, there's this white guy and he has this black girlfriend. I think his girlfriend's black. And so like they're an interracial couple and uh in like suburban la and sam jack is like the main cop and he just terrorizes this guy like it's one of those weird reverse racism reverse police brutality kind of stories where a black police chief sam jack just terrorizes this way dude they're remaking shaft (laughs) with who with him in it chadwick boseman no him he is gonna be Shaft. He's John Shaft. Wasn't he already John Shaft? I mean, Shaft was like a '70s show, right? Shaft was like a black exploitation, like. But thing, I mean, like, it was like a '70s '80s show or movie, right? And so he he was in the 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 the, the remake that came out in like 2001. Yeah, yeah, he was in the reboot. I'm on IMDb right really now. Like hang thing. on, hang on. So let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I see Triple X. I see SWAT. Again, he's just ancillary characters and all. Was there things. never a sh- no, dude? There he was in Shaft. Like he no, it was like ninety eight or something like that. It was it was it was one of two thousand. Yeah, there he was in two thousand. They're gonna remake the movie with him in it. Is is Jungle Fever where he's like a homeless person and he has sex with Tia Leone, or is that a different movie? Um, no, he's he's Gator in Jungle Fever where he's like a crackhead, and uh, I believe right. I think so. Yeah, he's a crackhead. Uh, And he steals and sells his mother's TV. And Flipper, who is, uh, I believe, is Wesley Snipes. Jungle Fever, I feel like, would be a horrible movie for the three of us to sit down and watch and, like, comment on. Why? Because it's, like, kind of a drama. Like, Oh, yeah, that's probably not good. (laughs) I mean, not to say it wouldn't be funny, but... It, it it would just kind of just be like a somber kind of like oh wow um hmm. yeah that's weird um what time did you have to go pretty soon oh by the way we'll just, just run it out man we're just gonna keep talking um we've talked about before have we talked about raising canes on uh, on the thing before I think we did I think we did because we were talking about Mexican food and how in a Southern California place we've got all these Mexican food yes. options where Taco most Kieros most places <laughs> most places don't have those and we're like oh in, in the South chicken places are our Mexican food places and we talked about Raising Cane's and how there's only really like one near us there's a second one on Beach and Imperial and I don't know if it's made yet but it's on the way to the overnight that i'm about to go to that i've been on for the last like week and i keep passing it every time and i go out of my i usually don't take imperial but i've been gone and out of it i'm waiting for someone to be in the drive-thru yesterday i went all the lights are on oh uh. but no one's in the parking lot no one's in the drive-thru and i'm going again tonight and i need to leave enough time to if they're not open i have a backup plan but if they are i'm getting raising canes tonight baby get yourself a caniac combo dude Ugh. Like just, just even if you don't eat it all, get yourself a caniac combo oh, with the Texas toast. Yeah, the, the coleslaw, the fucking pickles, and the French fries, dude. Get yourself a caniac combo. They've it's, got legit shakes too, right? They've got like different candy. I don't bar know if of, they have shakes. Don't they? I don't know if they have shakes. I'm not a big shake guy. I'm but, a fat guy where I don't like soda, but, so I so I feel gypped when I get water at, on like a combo. So instead, I pay even more for a shake. For a shake. Somehow it makes sense in my mind, but I always get shakes. I strongly meant, recommend getting yourself a fucking Caniac combo. Um, Are you going to tell me what's in it right now? 
Are you going to tell me all the parts that are a part of this Caniac combo? As are far you, as I know, it's... Are uh, you having trouble spelling it in the Google machine? No. I'm texting my girlfriend who <laughs> refuses to not call me 18 times in a row. Um, so she is calling you 18 times in a row is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, is she on a cruise or is she just chilling in Mexico? She's on a cruise. Since well, she's, she's not here, but she usually injects herself in the last part of our podcast. Let's, let's just bring her up now. So what's she doing in Mexico? So she went on a cruise for work. It's like an owner's like cruise thing because we work at a timeshare place and people spend an insane amount of money to do these things. And even my fucking boss was just like, I'd never pay for that. Remember when uh, you guys were telling me that uh, she works with this really tall blonde chick and you guys were like, oh, yeah, you should totally hit her up. So then I did. And then I realized you guys didn't say like, hey, this tall guy is going to be hitting you up. And I came in. That's not my fault. I came into what I thought as the salesman call a warm lead. I came in on a totally ice cold lead. Came in on a dead lead. Dead lead. And I never even got a response back. And then I realized, oh, shit, this is totally creepy. And I made it worse by trying to explain, oh, I promise I'm not creepy. And then Kirk, when we were drunk one night at a yard house, gave her the final haymaker from my phone because I'm like yeah I do it it'll be funny and then before I even read what you ever you said to her I deleted it and I unfollowed her and I never talked to her again she's got some tickle bitties dude she does and that's why I was like this will be like a tinder date without having to go through tinder first because people are like yeah hey, she's cool shooters, shooters are gonna shoot man maybe there's been enough time that the situation has cooled off and you can revisit that probably not because once again, I'll be going in ice fucking cold. And when a girl looks like that and is on Instagram, she has people, creepy ass dudes. If you put your face anywhere I'm gonna tell on Instagram, Jordan everything you just told me right now. If you put your face anywhere on Instagram and you're a female human being with two boobs, even regardless, you're getting 800 likes. Adding the boobs into that, the bo- and adding the bathing suit into that, you're, you're gonna get thousand likes. people doing like, "Hey, baby, what's up?" So I was to her just another one of those, thinking I had an in because Jordan apparently works right next to her and never once said, "Hey, this guy's gonna be hitting you up" because I told him to. From what I understand, this bitch is a mess. That's fine, but it's I, sexual mess. At the, at the time, I was totally fine with that. At this point, yeah. I'm like. Nah, man, I'm good. She tried to do booty stuff with you. Wait, to me or with me? <laughs> Both. I think we can end it there. <laughs> I think we're good there. Poop, skidoo. One time for the man, Tyler. I'm going to the bathroom. Just say it. I'm going to piss. Just say it as you're in the bathroom. No. Poop, skidoo. Poop, skidoo. Poop, skidoo. Poop, skidoo. Poop, skidoo. Poop, skidoo. Poop 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 Isn't that who Perry Ellis is? It's Perry Farrell. Oh, never mind. (laughs)